Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years oh, in the making. Oh, we miss you, Bo. You're, you're my Bo. I'm curious to see what is. I haven't heard. What is it? Robots. Robots. Huh? Have you talked about? No. C3PO is a robot. R2D2 is a robot. He hasn't told me. Mm. Like I, I was trying to get him to. BB8, BB9, the robots. The robots. We're still talking about the robots. There's this thing robots. called robots. Robots. <laughs> With a question, I'm just like, is that what it is? They, they program robots. These, they program robots. Well, to probes like... are different. <laughs> Probes? Yeah, probes are different. No, I said program. Oh, programs. Program. I thought you said probes. I thought you were like well, probing. Well, whatever you do. Is that, like, is that like the hour of code? They put an hour of code yes. in a robot, and then the robot goes after the website. Yeah, they, oh, dear God. Right? Is that how that works? <laughs> and yeah. then that's why whenever I log into something, it's got that phone. And the next time I learned to look at blo- things, and it says, we want to make sure you're not like, you know, you're sure. a person. Type the letters and numbers that you see. Yeah, yeah. And the next time I try to learn a musical instrument, I'll make sure that I do the blowy thing on the trumpet thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, are, were you offended by Pence? No, no, no. <laughs> it's just that time. It's that's I'm just, fine. I'm making, I'm making fun of his non-technical knowledge. <laughs> just that time of year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff, we got we to go easy mm-hmm. on Jeff. Jeff's... It's been a day. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been a little... Jeff's had a drama-filled day. It's been, it's mm-hmm. been a day. Pull another groin? <laughs> no, but if the other one? You've got two. <laughs> no, but my recommendation. You're running out of groins, dude. <laughs> no, but my recommendation is that the, the people that he's surrounded with. You're that Star Wars alien with two groins. <laughs> Thanks for so noticing. This is like Total Recall. Jeff pulled this thing out of it. It's called a, a, a groin? A groin. <laughs> it's, no, it's a groin. A groin. A groin. <laughs> Let me in and I'll grow in. Oh, man. Holy crap. Uh, should we should we talk some Star Wars? We should. Uh, let's get it going. Yeah. I've got a theory. Yeah. I've got a theory. You, oh, the guy sitting here, so let's get it going, is the one that shows <laughs> up last. I was working look, with kids. Look at Joking. Pat. Pat is ready to go. He like, is. I have an him today. I've told everybody I talked to, I said, look, I just want to say before I start, he was fired I up. want to pick a fight. I'm argumentative. Third time's a charm. This is a 30-something movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is never getting started. two days before this spring break or winter break, spring break. Winter break? <laughs> Whatever break it is, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's it's about a day or it's two a boy. before spring break. <laughs> it's a boy. Did you tell that story? No, you tell that story. <laughs> Do you hear about this story? No. I'm sorry for derailing. I'm, I'm sorry. Fine. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. There's, there's, there will be no podcast. Okay, so, so let's see what Star Wars. Then you can tell the story. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Right. Well, now you got to we'll tell the story. Right? Tell the story, man. Tell, tell the story. story. Okay, so so time. Welcome to the Tanya's 30-something Tanya's movie podcast. I was in a little bit of a mood yesterday. Okay. A friend, friend Tanya that we worked with. A little cranky yesterday. Okay. And she was aggravated because people weren't paying the money for, like, Garen's baby shower gift. Okay. okay. 
So like so Hanno, ten bucks. So I was I ten bucks. I had ten bucks, but then she decided to take Monday off. So I, I was then. trying to so, find. I had exactly. Yeah. So that was my thing. So now I you know, I spend it on lunch money. So I anyway, wasn't included on any of this. So, okay. Bottom line is so anyway, somebody had to run out to go get the gift card, and she was kind of you know just having a little difficulty. You know. You so, so, I, so I stepped in. I said. Don't worry about it. I'll go get the gift card. So mm-hmm. I'm signing the gift card. As I'm signing the gift card, I remember saying, like, having a conversation. I thought Jeff walked through, and other people, I'm like, so wait, is it a boy or a girl? Like, what is And they were like, well, he's got a girl. But then, you know, so somebody said it's a boy. And I'm like, oh, so he's got two kids. And I was trying to think if that was correct or not, but I'm like, all right, cool. So when they were leaving, and we were going out to lunch, I even said to Tanya, I go, I'll get the gift card. What do you want me to do? I'll get the gift card. I go, is it matter? And Babies are us, and then she's like, and I go, it's a boy, right? She's like, yeah. So when I went out there, and I had a choice of like a congratulations card, and then it's a girl, it's a boy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a boy, so I bought the boy card, and then we got, the, and then all of a sudden it's like two something, and I hear there's uh, the announcement from Debbie Lydon, and it's like um, the celebration for Garen and uh, Ev- Evelyn. Evelyn. Evelyn <laughs> is, is, is starting in the library, so come on down. And I like saying to a couple of kids, I go, did they say Evelyn? <laughs> And the kid said, yeah. I said, it's not a boy's name, is it? <laughs> and the girl goes, well, I don't know. I guess it could be. And I'm like, oh, well, let's hope so. So I get down there. And sure enough, I go, <laughs> and it was, it was we, we had a card. So when he opened up the gift card, it's a boy. <laughs> but as Garen pointed out, it hasn't identified yet. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's true. So we just sent a card that's basically congratulating him on a boy when he has a girl. Nice. <laughs> so I've got uh, Jeff. Yeah, hi. Yeah. It's been a day. Pat, how are you? Hey, hey. That's not a good question to ask you. You're you're a race car in the red. I'm good. I'm good now. Okay. I'm good now. We're all fine here now. How are you? How are you? And Dennis. Dennis, how are you? (laughs) I already said you. I'd like to point out that there's no food here, and Dennis showed up. There is no food, right. I had some mints in my pocket. Okay. All right. (laughs) So we do spoil the events of the movies we talk about, and we are definitely going to be spoiling this one. So if you have not seen The Last Jedi, because it is still fairly new, make sure you go see that first before you listen to this, because we are going to be talking about the whole movie. So Mm -hmm. um, very, very quickly, not related to this, uh, not related to the movie, we have passed 1,000 followers on Twitter. So that's super cool. Uh, I think we're, last time I looked, I think we're at like 1,002. Oh, wow. There we go. Um, So you all are very awesome. Uh, Why don't we just jump right into it? Title of this one is Star Wars The Last Jedi. It was released on the 15th of December, 2017. The rating is PG-13, runtime of 2 hours and 32 minutes, the longest Star Wars movie by about, I think, 10 minutes. Director is Ryan Johnson, who did Brick, Looper, and will be doing the new Star Wars trilogy that will take place, uh, or will be produced after this one. Uh, Producers are Ram Bergman, who did Brick, Looper, and Selfless. Kathleen Kennedy, who has done all of the recent Star Wars, The Sixth Sense, Jurassic Park, and Back to the Future. Everything from our childhood. And everything from our childhood. Thank you, Kathleen. Uh, Writer for this one was Ryan Johnson. Um, Uncredited writer for this one is also Carrie Fisher. She apparently does a lot of writing for Hollywood movies, like fixes up scripts and things like that. And Apparently, she helped do a lot of work with Ryan Johnson on this. Um, but he also wrote Brick, Looper, and the new... She played Princess Leia. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, Dennis was confused. I heard that there was a whole thing, and I don't know, I'm sure we all heard the same thing, but I heard that, that they just said, you know, and she goes uncredited a lot. Mm-hmm. Like she's, like, I guess she's tons of fairly well, well known. Send stuff to her to... She was an author, too. She wrote yeah. a number right. of novels. Yeah. Right. But I guess there's just like dozens upon dozens of movies yeah. that she's not even credited, but she helped with wow. the scripts on them. 
Uh, cinematography done by Steve Yedlin, who also did Looper and San Andreas. Music by some guy named John Williams. Will Will I Will I Am's? It's Will I Am. Will I Am's. Okay. He's really quite good. He should think about doing this. He should. He should do some more movies. Uh, he has done Star Wars, Superman, Harry Potter, and Indiana Jones, to name just a handful. Uh, budget for this one, $200 million estimated. They haven't really released exactly what the budget was, but about $200 million. And box office, as of today... So the movie has been out for, what, six days now? Uh, it has made $516.4 so, so it is the second largest okay. domestic opening ever. It's yeah, doing all right. It's doing all right. There may be another one. They, they might Box do. office they, they, One more. One more, but probably not beyond that. Mark Hamill played Luke Skywalker. He was in Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars movies, Batman the Animated Series, and the Flash TV show. Carrie Fisher, who died around about this time last year, uh, she died in 2016. She was General Leia Organa. She was in Star Wars, Blues Brothers, and The Burbs. Adam Driver was Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. He was in a movie called Inside Lewin Davis and Logan Lucky. Daisy Ridley was Rey. She was in Murder on the Orient Express and Scrawl. John Boyega played Finn. He was in Attack the Block and Detroit. Oscar Isaac, Poe Dameron, was in Ex Machina, A Most Violent Year. Andy Serkis was Supreme Leader Snoke. He was in the Lord of the Rings movies and the Planet of the Apes movies. Lupita Nyong'o was Maz Kanata. She was in 12 Years a Slave and The Jungle Book. Domhnall Gleeson was General Hux. He was in Ex Machina and About Time. Anthony Daniels was C-3PO. He has been in everything Star Wars. Gwendolyn Christie played Captain Phasma. She was in Game of Thrones and The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 2. Kelly Marie Tran played Rose Tycho. She was in College Humor Originals, a web series, and a, TV show, or no, a movie called Ladies Like Us. Laura Dern played Vice Admiral Holdo. She was in Jurassic Park and Blue Velvet. Benicio Del Toro played DJ. Uh, he was in The Usual Suspects and Traffic. Frank Oz played the voice of Yoda. He, is when, he has been in The Muppets and Blues Brothers. Billy Lord, who is the daughter of Carrie Fisher, played Lieutenant Connix. She was in American Horror Story and Scream Queens. I'm going to mess this one up. Uh, Junas Suotamo played Chewbacca. It's a lot easier to say Peter Mayhew, but he doesn't do it anymore. Um, he, he played... Alive, though, right? This was the new Chewbacca. Uh, yeah, Peter Mayhew's still alive. He was listed in the credits as Chewbacca consultant. Yeah, I know. I thought that was the coolest thing ever, man, is Chewbacca. Yeah, okay. Like they, should have, they should have been like Wookiee Wrangler. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Um, Bill Tippett from Jurassic Park. Which is also an interesting style. Dinosaur supervisor. Style of jeans. One job, Phil Tippett. One job. He was in Star Wars The Force Awakens and will be in Solo, A Star Wars Story. Uh, Jimmy V is the first person other than Kenny Baker to play R2-D2 after Kenny Baker passed away. Uh, He has also been in Doctor Who and some of the Harry Potter movies. Um, I'm changing up the way we do some of our critics and audience reaction scores on here because of some things that have happened, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, So the critical reception has, I'm listing Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes. Metacritic gave it an 86%, and Rotten Tomatoes a 93% from the critics. For audience reaction, I am using CinemaScore and another service similar to CinemaScore called Comscore or Screen Engine. CinemaScore gave it an A, and Comscore Screen Engine gave it an 89%. Now, the reason we changed that up, and we'll talk more about this a little bit towards the end of the podcast. About three hours from now. About three hours from now, is um, that there was a lot of controversy around the audience score for this movie 
and kind of brought to light the unreliability of things like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and IMDb and Fandango for doing the audience scores because it does not require the audience member to have actually seen the movie before they review it. So there has that's why we were talking about robots earlier, uh, but it's because somebody built robots to go into the internet. It's a little bit like the Matrix. They went into the internet and they... It made exactly that sound. No awards for this one yet, but it has the second highest domestic opening on record for a movie in the United States. A quick, if I can do this in 30 seconds, a quick 30 second summary. The Force has awakened in Rey and is freaking her out, man. The First Order is decimated what's left of the Resistance and has them on the run. General Mary Poppins Organa was nearly killed but is alive and in a coma. Poe Dameron doesn't like how Vice Admiral Holdo is handling things and tries to take matters into his own hands by sending Finn and Rose off to find a hacker that can get them onto Snoke's flagship to shut down a tracking device and allow the Resistance to escape undetected. In the meanwhile, Rey and Kylo have been Force-timing with each other and talking about what really happened that caused Ben Solo to turn to the dark side. Luke refuses to help the Resistance, Rey leaves and confronts Kylo and Snoke, Co Snoke can't stomach Kylo's betrayal, and ultimately Kylo Ren declares himself the new Supreme Leader. When all hope is lost, the last Jedi arrives on Crate and takes on the entire, entire First Order himself. The Resistance, now the New Rebellion, escapes, and there is new hope for the future. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed Beyond that, something truly special. Something inside me has always been there. But now it's awake. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Let the past die. this quote from Mark Hamill uh, when asked originally about the character of Luke Skywalker in this movie and he said I pretty much quote I pretty much fundamentally disagreed with every choice you've made for this character Luke Skywalker Mark Hamill's saying this to Ryan Johnson 
Uh, now, having said that, I've gotten it off my chest, and my job now is to take what you've created and do my best to realize your vision. So, already, Mark Hamill didn't necessarily agree originally with the vision for Luke Skywalker and and uh, just said, hey, you know what, I'm an actor, so I will do... I don't agree with you, but I'm going to do uh, I'm going to do what you've created here. So well, it's an actor's kind of a... responsibility to decide what happens to a character that they play. Right. Wait, is it? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it seemingly that's Mark Hamill's in in his response. I think he's he talking about the right the writing the storyline and what happens with his mm-hmm. character. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. You know, if he's not happy with the fact that his character gets killed off, then too bad. As the actor portraying the character, that's your that you don't have a say in what happens to your character. And I, and I my, you, well, my guess, and my guess is he he might not have necessarily been caring about the killed, killed off, off part, I but the, I, I the question you. of like when he decides to almost kill yes. Ben Solo, like would Luke go down that would, path? And we'll and, and we'll, we'll talk about the, that. Oh, that's like stealing my yeah. <laughs> my stealing my, my stealing your thing. One of the things I thought about after that as I was reflecting on okay. it. Yes. All right. We'll 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 come back to that. So I want to start with I want to start with this question. Um, your initial reaction out of five porgs, uh, what are you going to give the last Jedi? If you had to score it right now, out of five, Pat, you give it five. Five out of five. Four. Four out of five. Four. Four. I'm going to go four and a half. Half a porg. <laughs> Top half or the bottom half? Uh, top half. I'm such a great one at the world. <laughs> we look, we look sad. Is, for a frame of reference, what do we give the room? Frame of reference between our scoring and over a lenient score. Well, the problem is, Matt's I don't think five. I don't think anybody in the. <laughs> well, it was a five, but it, that was on a whole other scale, man. My question is, for the room, does he even even know where the bottom half is? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. There were some, you know. Oh, we're talking about the the number. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't think he knew where is, it was. Isn't that the belly button? <laughs> I, that, I think that's how that lined up. Yeah. yeah. Just do the scene. Okay. okay. Um, well, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. This is a podcast about The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. But, You're uh, my favorite customer. There, there may be, there may be uh, room references here and there. Um, so here is my first question. Before we get into like the plot of the movie and all that other stuff... Um, what is it? first time seeing it? I've, seen, I've, it I've seen it twice. Oh, that's usually your first question. I've, I've seen it twice. So, no, this was not my first time seeing it. Okay. Um, there is some there is some discussion, and, and we'll we'll talk about this as we go on. But there has been some discussion about how this is a very different Star Wars movie than what we've had before. Hadn't so, heard. you hadn't heard any of that? No. No. You just mm-hmm. you heard everybody loved it. Sticking your head in the ground and just not listening. That's. That's my that's, new plan. That's the way to be. <laughs> um, which might not be actually, actually be a bad plan. Uh, so my first question is, what makes a good Star Wars movie? If you had to boil Star Wars down to like its essential elements, and you're going to say the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I've, got a, I've got a full... And if this isn't the time, but I thought about this, and I had, a, I, had a, mm-hmm. I was having a thought here, Barbosa. Mm-hmm. You, you should have heard this guy this morning, man. Like, yeah. As soon as it's... Well, fired up. He was just... Mm-hmm. What makes a good Star Wars? Because I want to, because because we'll talk I, about I, we'll talk about we'll talk about the negative reactions from people, words. and we'll talk about the Falcon. No, but I want to I want to get to that because there's there's the negative reaction stuff, and then there's people saying this is too different. This is not my Star Wars. It's too different. So that's my first question: is if you boiled it down to its essential elements, like the the three or four things that make it a Star Wars movie, what makes something a good Star Wars movie? So, if we see Episode Nine and if we see future Star Wars movies from now until we die, 
how can we judge whether or not those are good Star Wars movies to us? So here's what I'm going to say, and I'll, I'll go the, the, the brief route, but we've had conversations with colleagues, and, and you know, did they like it and did they not? And, well, this isn't like these, and this isn't like those. And then one of our colleagues was even saying, like, well, you know, I think, like, and he kept referring to hardcore Star Wars fans. I don't think this movie was made for hardcore Star Wars fans. I think it was made for, you know, the masses and have it to be fun and enjoyable and, and all this, but it wasn't made for the hardcore Star Wars fans. Are you saying that, or is that what you're saying? This, people this, I'm, this is what I've heard from, okay. from other okay. folks. And, you know, and then I know, like, you know, Dennis and I were speaking, and, and Dennis can obviously speak for himself, but one of the things he came back to is he said, every time it's always going to be compared to those original three, because mm-hmm. those original three are amazing. And at first I got my thought, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's what... But honestly, honestly, and I'm, 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 I'm going to be a little cynical here, for the quote-unquote hardcore Star Wars fans, and I don't know what that necessarily mm-hmm. comes out to, but honestly, what does Star Wars boil down to? They only like The Empire Strikes Back. Robots. 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 Mm-hmm. They only like The Empire Strikes Back. And I'll tell you why. Because if we only had three Star Wars movies and we were going to ha- sit there and have this Strap discussion. Strap going to be good. Okay. And I'm ready. So if you can start throwing punches Not and all on. this kind of stuff. But if we, if we boil it down, we talk about, okay, what, well, the original three. But then get talking about the original three. And then what happens? Oh, you bring up The Return of the Jedi. And that's like, oh, yeah, but... Man, they were supposed to be on Kashyyyk with the Wookiees. And what did we get? We got Ewoks. Man, what are they? They're pandering to the kids. And that's just cutesy stuff. And that's this. And that's that. And that whole section of the movie. And that stunk. And that ruined Return of the Jedi. Blah. And then, what happens? Chewbacca swings over to the ATST Walker. Right? What? A tar- really? A Tarzan yell? That's so lame. That's so annoying. That's blah. blah, blah. So, that's an out-of-universe reference. Right. So... <laughs> So they're upset with Return of the Jedi. The and then, since we're, since we're railing on Return of the Jedi, and I'm just saying what other people have related to me, since we're railing on Return of the Jedi, you know what, Boba Fett, man, I, that was one of the coolest characters ever. And you know what? They ruined that character. You know why? Because he was supposed to have this big fight, and then what happened? He ended up in the Sarlacc pit, and then burp, really? That's the... Uh, so they don't like Return of the Jedi. And then you get talking about the original Star Wars, and it's the original, man. That's huge, and that's groundbreaking, right up until we say that lightsaber fight. And then it's like... Really? That's it? They just kind of, they're standing still and they're just swinging the lightsabers and it's not as energetic as the laser ones and this and the, you know, the this and the... So really, honestly, I think for the, for the, the, the legions of like the Star Wars elite that like can pass judgment on whether it's a good Star Wars movie, if it's not Empire Strikes Back, it's crap. Mm-hmm. I think that's, in the, honestly, I think that's what people are going for. To, to which case, as a hardcore Star Wars fan myself, yeah. I will respond by saying everything you just said in that sentence is wrong. Okay, okay, I, and I, I, I respect that. I'm just saying... I'm also quoting this movie. Okay, all right. When Luke yeah, says... Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, though... Because I, I love Return of the Jedi. That's probably... I, I, go, back and, I go back and forth on whether that might be my favorite movie. I like right. Battle for Endor. That no, is no one good. else saw that Shut one. up. That was with the little rock that shoots under the door. And I'm getting I'm getting all Christmas special. Christmas special, as I say. And I'm gonna stop talking now. Computer. But that was my thing I when I kept around. hearing more and more so negative. So your computer is one of the ones that's infected. <laughs> when I kept hearing more and more negative things about this movie and yeah. people saying, well, there's this. And I mean I don't I mean I think people can have opinions on it, mm-hmm. but I think that when you start to hear, well, I just don't think this is a good Star Wars movie, and it's like, well, what is a good Star Wars movie? And the people that really get kind of like aren't about it, they're going to find flaws in everything, mm-hmm. seemingly, except for Empire Strikes Back. And it's like, well, if you're going to boil everything down to one movie, then just see that one movie and don't go see these movies, is my take. So that's all. That's my, yeah. Okay. 
So, so for you, the perfect Star Wars, the, a good Star Wars movie is. No, I love them all. Okay, I love them all. No, I'm I mean, just, you're saying what other people are saying is clearly yes. not hardcore. Back. You're, I, you're not, I, then I'm not hardcore. You're not hardcore. Clearly, clearly mm-hmm. not. I, it, more Star Wars, more better. Mm-hmm. If and if I don't like it, then I'll just go watch Empire Strikes Back for the rest of my life. Yeah. I don't know. So. so for you, what makes uh, other than the Millennium Falcon, what makes a good Star Wars movie? If future Star Wars movies don't have the Millennium Falcon, what will make them a good movie for you? I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not a writer. I I go and I enjoy it. I trust my instincts. You know, it's it's an interesting story. We're seeing what happens to the characters. We're introducing new characters. Those new characters, I mean, are, are compelling. I mean, a really great, fascinating character. Uh, Kylo Ren, you know, how is she going to beat the evil? Is this, is he, can he be turned to good? Can he not be turned? You know, it just, it's it's got me... It's got me guessing. There's more Star Wars. There's more lightsabers. There's more ships flying around in space. I mean, that's kind of... He's, he's hitting most of my points here. So, anyways, I've talked too much, but I just had to get that off my chest because I was angry at all the haters. Okay. Not people that have legitimate, like, I didn't like this part as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the haters. Yeah. That are just like, that was stupid. And they would have said that was stupid before they even plopped their butt in a chair and the movie went up. Right. They were, they were ready to say it was a bad mm-hmm. movie. That so, we actually, and I actually went back and listened. Kind of like Justice League. When people started hating on Justice League oh, before yeah, Justice yeah. League came before out, it came out, yeah. This movie's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. It's awful. Well, you see it? then, then don't go, go see it. Then yeah. Don't go see it. Then don't go see it. Don't go watch it. Um, what's interesting was I went back and listened to our Force Awakens shows that mm-hmm. we did two years ago, mm-hmm. and we were saying some of the same stuff. That like there was even negative reaction then at the time, and people were being like, "This is not. This is not Star Wars. This is not good Star Wars." This is, and okay, fine. Then just go watch your other three movies that you love, and and like I said, you, nobody's forcing you to watch these movies. If you don't like them, nobody's forcing you to continue watching them. And again, I would submit to you, at, and again, I'm, I'm speaking as, but those folks that would hate on it before they even started watching it, you say, well, watch the original three, and they're probably the ones that get all like upset when the Ewoks show up, or when the, the Ewoks show up, or when Boba Fett gets burped out of the Sarlacc, or something like that. It's just that, just relax and just enjoy the movie. It's supposed yeah. to be fun. Yeah, well, I just <laughs> and I agree. Like it would have been cool. Just hearing the Boba Fett story a few times. Right. I'm one of the persons, uh, people that don't like the uh, the Boba Fett thing, but it's not the burping part. It's the fact that like he's such a tough character and so smart that he yeah the, for him to die that way is just like oh, oh. it was kind of like when um, when Darth Maul pops out of the thing and he just had this amazing battle and he's like oh, okay slice in half you know and he's down the thing it right. just. It was a weak writing. Or, 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 or I, I Captain Phasma. It doesn't ruin. It doesn't ruin the <laughs> right. movie for you, for me. Right. But it's a, It's not like I hate the movie. Right. It's just darn. It, it's kind of like Walking Dead. I still like Walking Dead. I will mm-hmm. still watch Walking Dead. Are there scenes that just make me drive me nuts? I'm like, why wouldn't you just shoot? Why does every? Why does why every would, cool character go out like a chump? Yeah. 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 And that's that's kind of my point is that before we start hating on the new movies. When you look back and say, well, the original three... Go see them. Go yeah, see them. A, but B, just realize get, there might think... be some flaws in the original three, too. We don't mm-hmm. need to genuflect and say, oh, well, nothing's going to compare to the original three. Right. Well, they, they, they... And the thing comes down to it like this. Again, remember, if you play back this podcast, they gave it four out of five. So, you know, I'm here right. and I'm going to be critical of things because... 
Right. That's, that's what yeah. we're here for. Yeah. Otherwise, if we just, you know, it's that everything's awesome. I think mean, you said that's your job. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you've actually seen what, the movie. But that's what he said. It was funny because that's what he said. I go, yeah. you know, I go to a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to like, you know, at this point now, I don't want to be negative because I'm not being negative. There's things I like and there's, I'm going to say things I don't like. Unless it's attraction. Otherwise, I said it's going to be a podcast where I just sit there and I go, you know, like, oh, wow, it was just really awesome. Mm-hmm. And I said, and then Pat goes, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, there you go. But, but you've um, actually seen the movie. Everybody and you're going to go see it again and say, I want to. Here's what it boils down Everybody to. Everybody needs a Pat. For those people, it sounds like they're so angry that they're willing to say, like, this is so bad, it's horrible, mm-hmm. and they don't even want it. Where I'm going, your alternative is no Star Wars movie. <clears throat> I would rather mm-hmm. see the Star Wars mm-hmm. movie because I think a, a su- I don't want to use the word phrase subpar, but like in their eyes, a subpar Star Wars movie is better than 99% of the movies that come out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I would rather still see a Star Wars, mm-hmm. a new one. Like, I'm ready for the next one. Right. I'm not saying I don't want to see the next one. Right. I'm ready for the next one. And yeah, there's going to be some elements of any story that you go, oh, I could have done this a little bit better. I'm not really liking this part. I'm interested in the whole Luke part because I, I do want. I didn't see that about him having those issues. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I've, I wonder if it's like it, like you said about mm-hmm. the, some of those earlier motivations. So, so if you boil it down to its essential elements, what would it? What would a good Star Wars movie have to include? Right, for me, I always think I'm always. I've always been astounded. <laughs> I've always. I've always been fascinated. Carrie Fisher in a metal bikini. And I don't know if not, it's exactly freezing. not like current Carrie Fisher. Well, definitely not current. <laughs> I think a, an essential Star Wars movie has to first and foremost center on exploration of this thing called the Force. Mm-hmm. I think what that is, both sides to it, the dark side, the light, and all that, I think that's essential. I think that is the heart of the Star Wars movie is the Force. Right? And whether you, that's that spiritual piece of, of the, the films mm-hmm. that I think, you know, I, I, at least I love so much. And then you have characters who you care about you have to care about them. So I think the originals had that. That was the one thing that I think we said, even though there was Ewok, he still cared about the Ewoks. When that little one, what's his, what's his, what's the Ewok? Um, Wicked. Wicked. Wicked gets, got, yeah, he didn't get killed. He didn't get killed. Mm-hmm. But when the, one of the other ones did. One of the other ones got killed, and the one sitting there, I'm like, I, I, like you feel for them. Mm-hmm. You're not going, oh, stupid Ewoks. You're saying, like, you cared about the Ewoks. So I think characters that you care about who are navigating through this, you know, temptation to go to the dark side for it. That that is the struggle. So exploration of the force, characters that you care about, um, interesting characters of a universe, so that you're introduced to cool new characters. I think that you know, like species and different things that are out there. So it's always awesome to see different, you know, alien um, drawing. Like when they come up with these new characters, it's always cool. Except for Jar Jar Binks, but um, so it's three. So that's three, right? Three elements. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's that's. I almost don't know if I have five. I mean, like, yeah, I have five. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah but those fine. three things, like the force, characters you care about, people struggling between the light and the dark, and I think that's the main thing. Um, I think the sense of humor is 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 good because it's it's always been there. But again, that's an area you have to vent. You know, with this movie, I think that's a criticism. It, mm-hmm. Does it cross the line? Does it go into a different category of sense of humor than it has in the past? But I like those little. You know, it makes it a little lighter. It makes it more kid friendly. Which the more I think about it, I, I've got a few instances where the the humor in this movie, I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, that it's funny, and I laughed both times I saw it. I it's laughed at all the different. But I'm like. I don't know if that's I don't know if it fits in Star Wars, yeah. but the more I've thought about it, and there's one in particular that I'm that I'll mention later, that I'm like, no, actually, there's another case where there's something almost exactly like that. Well, screw it, I'll just mention it. Yeah. Now. Um, 
very beginning when Poe was like, uh, yeah, I'm holding for General Hux. Holding, yeah. Holding for General Hux. I was like, yeah, that doesn't know. I don't know if that seems Star Wars. And then the more I thought of it, I'm like, no, no, no. Actually, that's okay with Star Wars because then you've got a, we're all fine here now. How, I had how the are same you? thought. I had the same thought about it. <laughs> and I'm that. like, okay, well, that actually is a lot like Han Solo's line in the very first Star Wars. So, no, now I'm okay with that. Like, it, it bothered me at first, but I was like, it, humor, not the right humor in the right situation. But then I th- then I kind of connected it to that one. Well, like, sure no, 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 actually, we, that's okay. For whatever reason, we started watching Force Awakens yesterday mm-hmm. at home. It was like I was clicking around. It was on Amazon Prime or something, and then kids watched the whole rest of the movie, and I had to go get, get some work done. But um, in the beginning, it's like when, when I think also it, it goes with characters, too, for example. Han Solo had a lot of those funny lines throughout mm-hmm. everything. Han yeah. Solo was always doing those little quips. It wasn't everybody. So I think it does also matter, not the sense of humor, but who says it. Right. Because if it's their character and their personality, they can have that sense of humor. Poe, if you remember, also had these incidents where he first met Kylo Ren. Right. right. And what does he do? What's the cut? You remember who, what is who it? Who talks? Who talks? Who talks? Who talks? Yeah. It's very hard to hear you kill. Yeah, with the whole met thing. Yeah. So that can make... Right. I mean, that's his sense. personality. Yes. So, yeah. so then I'm more for right. that, that joke works better. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, too, uh, was it Lauren Michaels that did Saturday Night Live? Yeah. When they did the big Saturday Night Live retrospective a couple of years ago, he talked about the challenges of writing a comedy show that lasts through the ages, and he just said, comedy changes, and it's it, even more so than other things, comedy's hard because it, it's generational. And the people that grew up watching it in the 70s, are not going to find the stuff now funny because comedy's changed. People from today's generation aren't always going to find that old style of humor funny because it it, it just that's not it, comedy tastes really really do change and you know some people like the old and and all that so on. So I think that when we see these movies, it you know the initial reaction was well that's too Guardians of the Galaxy ish or that's too um, uh, Thor ish or whatever. But that maybe is just what comedy in movies is today. And you could try to, you know, avoid it or write the way you did 30, 40 years ago, but people aren't going to laugh at the same thing. And most importantly, what are the 12-year-olds and the 8-year-olds and the 13-year-olds, what are they going to laugh at? Because it's still all, in all, when it comes down to it, this is a movie that's supposed to be, well, for every people of all ages, right. kids of all ages, right? right? But, I mean, it's supposed to be about kids. Now we grow up and mature and wanted to get more serious and more brooding and more. Yeah, I, I, that's don't don't put humor and, in there. And that's why we have Rogue One. That's why we have Rogue One. Yeah. Um, so if I'm, and well, I, you, you kind of have you kind of have said some of the things I was already going to say, but I had for what for me what makes a good Star Wars movie is space battles, that good versus evil. I put the force or lightsabers. I need to have like one or the other, um, and then the themes of like hope and overcoming odds and camaraderie and all that. But Dennis, as you were talking, I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, I wrote all those things down and I'm thinking, okay, well, what distinguishes Star Wars from something else? So as you're talking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the force is probably it because mm-hmm. all these other things, the space mm-hmm. battles, the good versus evil, the whatever, that could be Star Trek. Like mm-hmm. that could be something totally different. What is it about Star Wars? So the force. So that for me moving forward, I almost don't care what they do with the future Star Wars movies. You can make it as different as you want to. They can go off in all kinds of crazy directions. I'm still going to watch it if it's got the Star Wars name on it and if in some way it still deals with that central issue of the Force and how does the Force work in this galaxy. 
then to me that would be a good Star Wars movie. That it's got to deal with the issue of the Force in some way, and maybe there's maybe there's no Jedi. Maybe it's and that's how Rogue One can fit into that for me. Because originally when I was thinking, oh, it's got to have lightsaber fights, Rogue One didn't have a lightsaber. I, well, I mean, at the very end, but I'm like, I I didn't need I, that last scene at the end with Darth Vader was awesome. Did I need that to enjoy Rogue One? No, I could have gone through the rest of Rogue One and been totally fine with that movie. Um, so did need the lightsabers, but if the piece in there about the Force had been missing then I don't know that I would have felt as strong a connection to the other movies if it didn't talk about the Force in some way. I think that's the what common denominator, is the Force. I mean, right, the, right. Like you said, it's like... And distinguishes it other, from other... Other genres or other yeah. other franchises, and, and, you know, and you go to all those, and, and the one bottom line is that the Force is always what's separated from right. it. It's like that struggle between good and evil, and where do you fit... And it does open an interesting, I think, you know... Um, Situation now because of Luke saying like the Force is every and, and Ray not having spoilers. Um, Ray, do we already announce that? There's oh yeah, we spoken. did. Yeah. Ray not being uh, you know like of some Jedi so far. You know she just came for if she just came from you know regular parents mm-hmm. and she's got the Force power. Like it's it's something for everyone. It's not like a special. You have to be the Jedi or you have to be a descendant right. of this for this to happen. So that opens it up to an interesting possibility in the future and and. And again, is that metaphor for God? Is that metaphor for, you know, what is that? For spirituality? What is, I don't know. That's what makes it all interesting. So. Yeah. so, okay, I'm trying to synthesize my thoughts because there are a couple different things that, that have been brought up that I want to comment on. One of them, the humor. I didn't have a problem with the humor, but I felt the context of the humor was out of place for Star Wars, such as I'm on hold for Hux. Is this Hux? I'm holding for Hux. While funny, is being on hold something that would happen in Star Wars? Do they have some sort of concept of being placed on hold? Mm-hmm. Where where that could be a joke that Poe would make about being on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that was something that I, I, I enjoyed the joke. I thought it was mm-hmm. funny and it was a great way to, you know reintroduce us to uh, to Poe. But I, I also bumped on a little bit, like, I don't know if that's a Star Wars concept. Then there were a couple other comments in made in, or lines in the movie that, again, I thought were to our world, mm-hmm. such as Finn calling um, Captain Phasma Chrome Dome. Okay. I don't know why, but I was like, that seems very I thought us. It was, I thought it was from an... I was trying to figure out what movie... Is that in another movie? Or isn't it G.I. Joe? They called Destro Chrome could, Yeah, it could be. I thought um, it was like... I kind of... When they said that, but too, I, I was like, okay, what 80s reference it, is this? It didn't feel Star Wars to me, that <clears throat> reference. Mm-hmm. And then the other line, and I believe it was uh, Laura Dern's line, she, she used the phrase, Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Has God ever there's, been mentioned? There's no God in the Star Wars universe, yeah. So, well, so gods have, but but like yeah. so like that that line I bumped on as well. I was like, yeah. what who what god mm-hmm. is she referencing here? Right. Um, so in terms of some of the writing and and the jokes, while funny, when I heard them, I I just was you know they didn't feel as part of Star Wars as mm-hmm. they did concepts that we were familiar with that mm-hmm. we would find funny, as opposed to something funny happening to the characters in their world. Mm-hmm. Um, to go to the idea of uh, people not liking the movie, you know, I 
first point I want to make is that for me, I enjoyed the movie. I, I had a lot of fun with it. And my one of my first thoughts was, um, did I like it as much as I like the original trilogy? No, I didn't. Or did I? I have no recollection of how I felt after I watched the original movies. I may, well, you're old and we're not. <laughs> um, but I, can, I may have felt the same way after. Grind's doing all right, though. <laughs> yeah, well. Just keep rubbing mine and it'll get there. Um, hey, yo. <laughs> but I mean, I, I may have. We're all fine here. How are you? <laughs> I, I may have liked. Yeah. You know, I, I may have. You know, first time watching Star Wars, may have thought the same thing after watching Last Jedi. Wow, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, there were things I didn't like about it, but it was an enjoyable movie. The difference is that there's 35 to 40 years of uh, of these movies being romanticized and revered and held up on this huge pedestal that nothing is ever, ever going to reach. But we're constantly comparing things to something that you can't compare anything to. So, of course, things aren't going to be as as good as the originals. Right. They just, they, they just can't. You, I, and that, it, through, that, through that formula. And then the last point I want to make is that I think it's also a symbol of 2017 culture. Mm-hmm. In that I'm just going to spew out my hatred because that's what we do in 2017. Whatever it is, I'm going to spew out my hatred for it and move on. You don't need to have a basis for it. You can just spew it out, put it out there, let people deal with it on their own. Whatever happened, if you got nothing nice to say, keep your big mouth shut. You know? I'm not talking about, and I just want to clarify, I'm not talking. You can tell Pat's not on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean no, but, but uh, just to your point, but and I want to clarify. Harry Wookie at Hotmail. I'm not criticizing if someone says. Boat beater at AOL. There's constructive criticism. Exactly, yeah. and that's there's, what I'm saying. Like, just, this, yeah. like to and your point about. Pardon, but yeah, pitching To your point yeah. about Boba Fett, I get that. Like, I, I agree. Would I like to see more combat with Captain Phasma? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I'll and again I'll go back to the original three and after I've watched like the Millennium Ch- Falcon chase through the asteroid field mm-hmm. in my mind that's forty five minutes long and then I watch it and I'm like wait that's it oh shoot and then I'll rewind and watch because there's there's always going to be like little things that but that's just but I just want to clarify that's the difference between just hate 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 but I hate. think what he said too with the culture is a reflection yes. too and it is a very big and see my mindset is I can sit here and criticize you know some movies all day constructive criticism but you're cr- exactly but I also you, think you have I re- reasons you have but support I also, but I also reflect it back to myself and my ultimate thing is the reason I'm going to say that this is still a good movie is four out of five stars because I know how much effort and work goes into a movie yeah. and I know that it's tough <laughs> and you can't always get it right and, and my thing is look in the mirror then if I don't like it, make something better. Mm-hmm. I should make something better. It's so easy to criticize somebody else. I'm sitting here watching it. Well, make write a better movie. Write a better for me. Yeah. Me write a better movie. Let's if see. I'm going to complain about that, then go and do my own movie. This whole concept. You know, and of, I have no of, other. I, that's the, how I of, view of it. Of the hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why the hell do people feel they're owed something? Right. Yeah. That that's what it comes down to. People as feel much as people we, feel we that they're, the, they're owed. Yeah. Something out of this franchise, or, or well, from this Disney, is, or from whoever. And this Why is are where, you so special that you're owed something out of this cinematic experience? And these reactions from people got me like pat levels of fired up, which normally I don't get. But I'm, <laughs> I'm like reading. Get so nobody gets it. Like, but <clears throat> like it was, it was almost like it was the movie Inside Out with uh, mm-hmm. Lewis Black's character, the little you know, fire coming out of his hair. Um, 
Anyways, I'm reading this stuff, and I'm reading all these different articles, and people putting stuff up on Twitter, and they're saying things like, this movie is a slap in the face to any hardcore, star, any true Star Wars fan. And I'm sitting there going, okay, Based hold on. Based on what? But yeah, but, well, and then and then they start to give all their reasons. And I'm what like, makes you so damn special? They, well, like they, you, start saying, you, they start saying things like, this is objectively not a good movie. And I'm sitting there going, I read all their evidence, and I'm going, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. I don't agree... Plot? You think the plot is weak? I don't agree. You think the characters are bad? I don't agree. You think that? I don't agree. So therefore, it's not very objective if I can look at all the things that you've laid out and say, I don't agree with you. So don't turn around and tell me. Don't don't say what I should be feeling as a true Star quote fingers, true Star Wars fan, because I am a true Star Wars fan, and I've been a true Star Wars fan since... I was young enough to watch the very first movie that we popped in the VHS. And How old were you when you saw the first one? I'm just curious. Probably one. It was the first VHS we ever bought. Like, oh, my dad right. bought the VCR, and like it was like 90-some dollars to buy this VHS tape. And they, I remember it was like 81 was when they said they bought the VCR. So yours was before June. Okay. Yeah, so, so I was probably like one year old before when I first died. saw the first one. I think... Um, I probably saw Return of the Jedi might have been the first one I saw in theaters, and that might have been in 84, so I, I think I was probably about three or four. I have a four. vague recollection of yeah. seeing Jedi in theaters. Yeah, so I was very young. But, but I have no idea when I first saw but don't, Hope. But don't tell me what I, as a true fan, should be feeling, and that if I don't feel the same way you do, then I'm not a true fan. Like, if you didn't hate, that's what some of them are saying. It's like, if you didn't hate this movie, if you didn't think that this movie is a piece of crap, then you're not a true Star Wars fan. You know what? Screw you. Mm-hmm. I am a true Star Wars fan. And the we talked about, you know, Talk what, about what makes... What, face, don't say well, that to you. I know. He's well, not going to edit that out, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm not. <clears throat> um, and, we, and we talked about, you know, we talked about already, what do we think makes a good Star Wars movie? For me, as a true fan, what makes a good Star Wars movie is when that movie ends... If I feel like I'm a kid again, and I want to walk out and pick up a toy lightsaber and go swinging it around pretending I'm a Jedi, then that's been a good Star Wars movie. At the end of this movie, I walked out of the theater, and I wanted to go find a toy lightsaber, start swinging it around, and hit stuff with it. Yeah. I wanted to go have a lightsaber fight. And I, to, to Jeff... Well, you do that through the room, too, right? <laughs> to Jeff's um, uh, penultimate yeah, sure. point, yeah. to, to, about being a kid, and you were saying this, too. I think every movie, what do we say? How does this hold up when we're talking mm-hmm. about the 80s movies? And it's just like, half the time, it's just like, this holds up great, man. I re- well, it's only been a week, but I think this one holds up. Mm-hmm. Right. But here's, here's my point. When we're talking about the original three and you say, I don't remember what I felt. And even if you do remember what you felt, you know, when you're a kid, a lot of times that affects your judgment. How many times have we, not bad or good, yeah. but how many times have we seen a movie that's like, you know, yeah, this might still be cheesy, but I saw it when I was a kid, and I still love it, and it's right. still, there's still, you know, these things are, so with with these movies, when we say, well, are we, are we reacting to these movies on the same level that we are with the original? I, I don't know, I'd have to be two or five or eight again to go see in the movies room. and really get the kid perspective. Right. Well, well, and, and people that's are where I using... put myself in check, too, after I right. was like, God, you know, I just love those original ones so much, and this one, I, I'm not feeling that. But then I, after I thought, I st- took a step back and thought about it, like, I don't know, maybe this is how I felt after I first time I saw Star Wars, before I started hearing or all Or if of, you were a kid, all, would you feel this? Yeah, way? like... That's the yeah. big thing, because... Like, because I, I look at it, I'm so like, I stopped doing that to myself. I stopped trying to compare it to, mm-hmm. to the forty year history, of New Hope. Right. It's not going to get me anywhere to compare. Well, it. and people online started using the hashtag, you know, like hashtag not my Star Wars, 
And and part of that is Good. like okay, we don't well, want you to have it anyway. Well, right, bastards. right. Part of it is, well, and part of it is, it does it doesn't belong to you. Like yeah. no, actually, it's not yours. It's Star like the Wars. force; it belongs to everyone. It belongs mm-hmm. to everyone. Well, and and that's the thing is that this, and I'll fully admit this, even though you know we're we're all adults here, you know, not quite as old as Dennis, but we're all adults here. <clears throat> but his groin works. Huh? <laughs> I don't need to know why you know that, but. Um, <laughs> Everything you said is wrong. Wait, I'm sorry. Everything in that (laughs) sentence was wrong. Um, That was cool, by the way. And their characterization of the Force, when he's just like, we don't own the Force and we don't... I'm just like, that that description of it was so cool. Right. Agreed with what you guys said. But no, it's not your Star Wars. Star Wars eventually has to evolve because eventually there's going to continue to be Star Wars movies and we're all going to be dead. Mm -hmm. And so no, Star Wars does not belong to us. It needs to belong to whoever comes next. And they need to have their own Star Wars. And this is Star Wars that is evolving and changing. And and as someone who just enjoys Star Wars no matter what, I will go along for the ride. And I'm going to be, fi- like I said, I'm going to be fine with whatever they make because I will be curious to see what comes next. I enjoy this universe and these characters and the exploration of the Force. I don't need it, for me to enjoy it, I don't need it to be, like you said, I don't need it to be exactly like those original three. I'm always going to love those. I don't want it to well, be like, no, I don't want to be complaining that the other one was like, right. no. And then this yeah. one, this one is different. It does different things. And people complained about You people got what you like wanted, it. so shut up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm less fired up now. I mean, going back to, I was looking at the time of the releases in 77, first Star Wars, I was six years old. The second one, I was, you know. I wasn't even born yet. I was like nine, and then I was at 83, I was, you know. 83. That's uh, 12 years old. Uh-huh. So I'm putting myself in the you know in the shoes of a 12-year-old. And, I, and I, I do clearly remember how I felt back then. Like the, I had dreams, like Star Wars dreams. Like sure. I, I, and mine were weird because it was, mixed with, that it was mixed with weird, you know, like like literally the opening sequence of Star Wars where they break in and, you know, the whole thing and they're stormtroopers and Darth Vader's coming through. Mm-hmm. That, for whatever reason, I clearly remember a vivid dream of me having a dream being in Kmart and being chased through the aisles of Kmart by stormtroopers and Darth Vader, and you're, like, dodging around different aisles and running up the... That was a dream that I had. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so it affected me, like, as a kid... That was last week. It was, yeah, it was last week. <laughs> it affected me, like, a great deal where you were you were, you were excited. You were mm-hmm. like, And then I remember, I remember Empire Strikes Back when that came out. It was on news, and we were getting ready for school in the morning. It was on morning news stations. They were showing, like, coming this week. It was, like, literally, like, Christmas is just mm-hmm. coming. Like, you were, it's, like, so excited. Like, I cannot wait till this... Until it comes out, you know, and luckily I had parents that took me to it, and we all got to go see that all like in the probably the first couple days or week of whatever the, the theater release. And Jedi, same thing. Like I remember having the book, the little record yeah. that went with like in the character. I mean, so as a kid, you're in a different mindset still than you are as an adult. So you have to kind of forgive some of that nostalgia part of it. Like you can't like you know, totally criticize it because it doesn't give you that 100% feeling as a kid because your mindset's different as a kid than right. you are as an adult. So knowing that, I you know, you start to look at the movie more objectionably, you know, uh, but but the thing is, the, the not my Star Wars things, I, first thing I did was before I said a word, before I said a word, I was with K.O., Jason K.O., and, I was, and my kids, and before I said a word, the first thing I asked was to my kids, like, how did you like mm-hmm. it? The reason I did that was because my filter shouldn't interfere with their filter of how they enjoyed the movie yeah. as a kid. If I sit there and I walk out and the first thing I say, oh, it's stupid, it's nothing like the old one, and then I ask them how it is, right. 
I've already ruined their memory of that Star Wars mm -hmm. because as a kid, because Dad, be Dad said kid. it was stupid. Dad said it was stupid, and I thought it was mm -hmm. pretty good. But are they going to be confident to say no? I thought it was really good. You know, so my first thing was no. I want to know how you like. And they were like, they thought it was great. They yeah. thought it was one of the best ones. Yeah. Um, they said we're not sure if it beats the originals because they mm -hmm. still. That's what's interesting too because mm -hmm. they're older kids. Yeah. But they still like something about those even, three. Even my kids were the same way. But they were like, it's close. Yeah. It's close. Like, I think it's the best of the new ones. Mm -hmm. And and that's where they were at. And I was just like, ah, oh, that's great. You know, and I had some reservations here and there. And I reserved that for me and, you know, Jason to talk about a little bit later. But that was it. But I wasn't going to ruin that moment for right. them. So for all these people who are like the haters, it's, again, it's a good movie. It's four out of five for me. That's yeah. good. You know, again, my major issue with this movie, if we get into that, is the editing in the two-and-a-half-hour time length than what you spent that extra sure. half-hour of a traditional movie on. That's all that I have as a criticism. It's not necessarily the movie. It's a constructive criticism of, I would have loved to see more of this right. instead of a little this. You the, know? And the last thing I'll say about the you know, some of this negative criticism part, and then we can get on into like talking about the movie itself, is I the first night we went, opening night, I went with my wife. My wife, not a huge Star Wars fan. Now she has to, wow. she's kind of been brought into being kind of a Star Wars fan because she lives with the rest of my family. Um, yeah. yeah, she lives with us, so it's... Did that happen? She did buy a... Wait, your I, wife lives with you? Wasn't that yes. a criteria? Oh, yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like on the dating Well, you have to be a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. <either. Well>. Sorry. <clears throat> we, we met in high school, so it's... I've I've worked on her as yeah. life has gone on, and um, so she went to go see it with me. Life finds a way. Everything in that sentence you just said was wrong. Um, so she she liked it. We went opening night, and I the first person I turned to turned to was her because I knew I liked it. As opposed to the stranger on the other it's, side. Well, I mean, I tried to, but that person was. It was just you and your wife there, right? Right. Yeah, we rented the whole thing. But you decided um, not. To Talk to the stranger, but your wife first. Right, okay. right. Usually, you know, as you do. And so I asked her, I'm like, did you like it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good. I'm like, okay, that's that's my my the gauge for deciding whether or not this is a, going to be a good movie because she doesn't come in knowing all the crazy stuff. Like, she doesn't read the comic books. She doesn't watch the cartoons. She doesn't do any of that other stuff. So I'm coming in with all this other knowledge and background, and she's just basing it off of, did I enjoy this movie? And she enjoyed the movie. Two days later. Took the kids, took my sister, Sharon came back with me again, took Sharon's mom. That was over. I asked the kids. I said, what did you guys think? They loved it. Asked John. I'm like, where does this rank for you? And he's 10. So, um, you know, he even grew up after all the prequels came out. So I'm like, where does this rank for you in terms of Star Wars movies? He said, well, I think this is probably number two. He said, Return of the Jedi is number one, and this one is probably number two. Cool. Okay, that's cool. I, I and and I don't expect. Originally, I expected him to say like, "Oh, Force Awakens, Rogue One, and then this one," but he's still. There are things about those originals that he's like, "Nope, that one's number one for me. This one is probably number two for me." Mm -hmm. So knowing that I, I got that perspective of a child, and I got the perspective of somebody who's not a huge nerdy Star Wars fan, and both of them said, "I enjoyed this movie. This was a fun movie to go see." Then. I knew everything was going to be fine. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into some of the specific plot stuff. Now, there were there were did several different plots going on. No, did you... Yeah, Real quick, did you get a chance to say... And I, so much of the discussion. Yeah, did you say it. what... When you boil Star Wars down, yeah. did you give your... Oh, I, I would be yeah. I think what, okay. what, okay. what you guys... Okay. You said, said that was a bunch of things we said, and then you went into... Okay. I mean, definitely yeah. the Force. It's got... It, yeah. Force has to be the central idea in a Star Wars movie. Okay. 
cool. Now that I just said that, I'm sure they're going to come out with a whole bunch of Star Wars movies that have nothing to do with the Force, <laughs> but the, the universe that it's in instead. Battle for Andor. And it's so great. <laughs> I do actually want to show those to the kids. I haven't watched them in years. I haven't. I don't remember the last time I saw Battle for Andor. I know. I'm going to find a copy of them. Um, the Christmas special I showed in class two years ago. Then. Merry Christmas, kids. That one's this rough. is my gift to you. That's rough. Um, kids want their Starbucks gift cards back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take that back. Thank you. Um, so there were several different plots rough year in this movie. Crossed out greatest teacher. Okay, teacher. <laughs> Here's your card back. Uh, world's, world's okayest teacher. <laughs> so there were several different plots going on in this one. And uh, why don't we go ahead and start with, I kind of lumped this one all together because I felt like Overall, it was it was probably the most connected. Uh, the Ray and Luke plot on the island, and then the Kylo Snoke plot going on. So, like, the whole Master Apprentice thing. So, let's talk about that for a little bit. So, that part of it, the Master Apprentice, whether it's the light side or the dark side, what did you think of that whole plot? <laughs> I, on hold, <laughs> holding, holding for holding, different holding, when I get back to one of the editing complaints, I would have loved to see like, more of that's one element. I would like to still see more of that training, mm -hmm. more some of that stuff a little bit more in depth versus the story with Rose and, um, and Finn, the love story side thing. That, I would have, okay. That's where I feel like there's more. Every, for every minute they spent on that side story with those two, I, I felt like that could have gone more into that. Mm -hmm into that space. So When we went back and listened, I went back and listened to our Force Awakens uh, show that we did two years ago, and the one one of the last questions we talked about was we were looking forward to episode eight, and um, pretty much what we all said was we were looking forward to finding out more about Luke. So did that did that part of the movie work for you to find out? So I, real quick, uh, uh, I said I want to know more about Luke. Who is he now? Thirty years later, um, you know, will he will he correct the mistakes of the Jedi? Has he discovered what those mistakes were, and will he correct them? Um, Jeff, you said I want to know more about Luke. What has his journey been like for the last thirty years? Dennis, you said why is Luke in exile? Um, you know, and, and we would just want to find out more about maybe that kind of backstory. And Pat said, I reject the question. I just want to see more Millennium Falcon. <laughs> some things so two change years, and some things never change. Two years later. Are you some sure you didn't fill that in for me? No, like, that, was, in that, was, that was pretty much word for word exactly what you said. <laughs> and Dennis said something about Kylo Ren being Josh Groban. But we can, we'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah, I did. I did. You, you did. did. Yeah. <laughs> a little less like him this time, right? Right, right. Um, so did, did, we, did we find out what we wanted to know about Luke? Yeah, I, I think we did, but I think it could have. That's that's again where I feel like again I would have loved to seen more, heard more, because Mark Hamill's criticism of that character, I think there should have been a little bit deeper explanation. I don't feel like we got like it kind of explains why in the whole you know in the whole thing, but I felt that it was a little too sometimes shallow. Right? Yeah. I felt like for for the for the kid who is Luke Skywalker who is, like, telling, you know, like, Han Solo, you can't just leave this fight. Mm -hmm. He had that spirit. Mm -hmm. The young Luke Skywalker had that, you know, that 
undefeatable spirit of mm-hmm. he's always going to try to do the right thing. Or he's th- always going to be the good guy. Or and, throwing away his lightsaber saying, I will never fight I will you. never fight. Oh, oh, yeah, that yeah. is where I feel like it dropped it a little bit on his on his character. And I would agree with Mark Hamill on that, is that it didn't fully explain his downfall mm-hmm. of like how he became this, gave up, you know, just gave up and went to go live in, 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 you know, by himself. Or why he things. reaches the conclusion that he needs to kill his own nephew. Yes, that, or that one. That or was that the, if I if yes. I had to say like the one problem he I always, have with this movie is that moment. Because like, yeah. here's my point: how does his Luke own get father, like Darth Vader, he's not going to kill? Right, but he'll kill his own. Who's nephew. his father? You know, but it, it, who's who's Darth Vader and is like trying to you know slice mm-hmm. off his arm and it's like but. The nephews is going to go kill him in his sleep. It just right. didn't see. It seemed out of character. Right. So I think there should have been something more that he saw Kylo Ren do that they could have explained. Mm-hmm. There might have been something that he had. Like it didn't explain that moment effectively for me. It's still again. Do, do you think, five stars, people? I'm not hating. I'm just right. saying that's my criticism yeah. of some of those things. Do you think just in the scene? Do you think because I what I found interesting about that scene before I was like, really, Luke's gonna. You know, yeah. he's going to kill him. Is, I mean, at first it's like, you know, is this just a cheap shot at trying to get it to seem more intense? Mm-hmm. Like, Luke's, you know, murder him. But then I thought, well, it's really interesting because, you know, Kylo kept saying, did he tell you what happened that mm-hmm. night? Did he tell you what happened? And Luke's like, I went down to, you know, confront him. And if I remember right, he did, they did like a flashback. Yeah. And it showed Luke going down Luke there. And the look on his face died. was like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do it. But then Kylo finally, after saying, did he tell you? He changed his mind. But then Kylo describes it, and in his flashback, Luke looks like intense and, you know, and so I wonder if they were just, you know, most of the truths we cling to matters greatly from your own point of view. So I was wondering if... Certain point of view. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe they put that scene in there just just to have a little bit of that in there, like you know, like a little play on well, the points of view, Mm -hmm. and it's still up in the air. Ray at this point really doesn't fully know well, Mm -hmm. and so then I wonder if if did they mean for that? Maybe they just. Maybe they just didn't think it all the way through and say, do we really want Luke Skywalker doing this? They thought, oh, this will be great. Luke came, his perspective is Luke came to kill him, and maybe that's why he went psycho and is like this, you know, Kylo Ren went psycho. And then Luke's saying, yeah, I went down to confront him. It didn't go so well, but, I, you know, I, I wasn't going to kill him. Maybe he walked down there and he was just worried. Maybe he just had the lightsaber up, just, you know, it is unwise to lower your defenses, right? Maybe he, I don't know. Maybe yeah. the scene just got a little bit out of it. But we don't even... And I've only seen it once, but I mean, do we have all the think, answers to that scene? You have to also think that's mm-hmm. that's Han Solo and Princess Leia's kid, right. right? And I'm like, would Luke kill Han Solo and Princess Leia's kid? No, I just it sets to me that's too yeah, it's too far. It's even too it's, far. Like I almost would have rather he's been entrusted with his sister's son. Yes, would it, and and at any point, no matter how evil you feel like he would have gone be, to Princess Leia and Han Solo and said, "I have these concerns about him. Right. And I don't know where they, like there were there it just wouldn't have been. Like, it's, that's that's yeah, that's yeah. That's that's kind of my only. Well, that's Luke the only tells, thing in the movie that I, to use your word, that's my only thing in the movie that I really bump on, is that particular scene. I can the whole casino planet, that other stuff. I can I can forgive a lot of that, and I still enjoy a lot of that. That's the only moment in the movie mm-hmm. where I'm sitting there going, still struggling. Yikes! I don't I don't Luke see this. And that's why Mark Hamill's criticism is telling right. is very valid. When Luke is telling his about. side of the story, and they're doing the flashback, at what point does Luke turn on his lightsaber? In is the, it in the fir- when Luke tells it originally the first time you see that flashback he's not even holding his lightsaber he has doesn't he just have his hand he's not even holding it he's got his he's got both hands up like he's defending against Kylo when Kylo puts his hands up Luke is almost like doing this and then it's the second flashback 
from Kylo's point from of view. From Kylo's point of view, where, where he's got the, like the crazed eyes and, and he's, he's holding up his lightsaber. Right, kind of, and then the third flashback, which I don't know if that's the truth, is when you see, that's when Luke is explaining and he's like, okay, well, no, the truth actually is I went in, I turned it on, it. I thought about it, and then in off. that moment of weakness, he looked at me and it all went wrong. Yeah. But the very first flashback, Luke is not even holding, when yeah. he first tells it, He's not even holding a lightsaber at all. So I'm just wondering if the, if the yeah. subtlety was so different that you know, like you think back to um, yeah, the Revolutionary War in, in our own history. You know, nobody knows who shot first. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Like, it was it, it, is the timing so so close that from Kylo's point of view, he was defending from Luke's lightsaber. From Luke's point of view, right. he was defending against Kylo's lightsaber. So I was just wondering if there was a visual yeah, so, in the movie right. that you and, can and use did, to and, and pinpoint that. I mm-hmm. honestly can't remember. Did Luke admit to I did go down and kill him? He thought they thought he about, did in yeah, that so final when he does okay. finally tell Ray. Okay, he said he's he's like, something. He's so, like, so dark yes, I so. saw his future, and in the second that I saw his future, he says something like, "In the moment I saw his future, I I turned on my lightsaber," and then he says something something to the effect that and and like within a second, I regretted that decision. Anyway, so this is like, even though in the movie it takes like, you know, 10, 15 seconds or so, he's like, no, it was almost instantaneous that I realized, oh my God, what am I doing? But that was a second too late because Ben had already turned around and sees his uncle standing over him with a lightsaber, you know. So he didn't necessarily, so he wasn't stomping down there to kill him. He just went down there to confront him. Yeah, like this. The the sense that you get is he went down there, and and maybe this was kind of a regular thing that if there was this darkness in him, that he went down there and would kind of like sense his thoughts while he's sleeping. Mm -hmm. That maybe he had done this more than once. And he went to go, I guess he went to go confront him or whatever, and he's just kind of standing there reading his thoughts and looking into his future. And whatever he sees that one particular time, he's like, oh my God, this, this kid is going to, he's going to be worse than Vader. If I, and, and if I don't do something about it, and so then he turns on the lightsaber, and then a second, half a second later, he's like, what am I even doing? Like, what am I thinking about? And then he, and then it all See, escalates. And that, that's different than you know what, kids got to go down. Right. And, and right. he's stomping down. I still, I still have a, head. I still have a problem with it, from a character point of view. I, the second time I saw it, I, I did get more of that that it was like a, a rash split second decision, and it was a mistake. And I, I got a little bit better sense of that, but I can definitely see if Mark Hamill is saying I fundamentally disagree with the direction that Luke was being taken in this movie. That's my thought, is that it came from maybe that. If I had to pinpoint it to one moment, if I'm just guessing, I would pinpoint it to that moment, because that's the moment in the movie theater when I'm, where I'm sitting there going, of everything we know about Luke, would he do this? And like you said, we don't know what's happened to him in the last 30 years. Maybe there have been other things that have happened yeah. to him in the 30 years where his mind is in a place where he's more willing to you know, reach this kind of conclusion. And Yeah. yeah. And see, I and then I, you know, you look at that, and I always... Again, come to the flip side of okay. If if I'm criticizing that, how could I have done it better? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this would necessarily be better, but I think what I was looking for was, I think back to the other movies, and and when you think of what makes somebody turn to the dark side, often it's been anger. It's always been the thing right. people talk about anger. Even Anakin went through loss mm-hmm. and his mom, and, and and then what happened with um with uh, Padme. Exactly. So so you had all these things happen that panda, caused panda him, panda mommy pet panda panda, panda <laughs> So all these things that caused him to, to, to lose it because he was so angry. And right. It was actually out of concern of somebody else, and he right. felt that. 
I would have or, rather or, seen or fear or fear, fear leading fear to the dark side. I yeah. would have rather almost seen a flashback or some sort of explanation of like they're in this you know little Jedi camp and Luke's training them, and there's somebody that that he is so close to, another cadet, another person, mm -hmm. you know whatever they're tr being trained, and that person does something or it has the evil part mm -hmm. in him and Luke ends up killing his buddy and he right. has him kill his buddy and now that makes him so angry at Luke that it causes the and like and makes him turn to the dark side that how could this good Luke Skywalker my mm -hmm. uncle kill this you know, at least there's emotional hurt this and I'm not saying right. that would be the story but I'm saying something along those lines where if it happened to somebody else and and, and Ben sees that so much that he then turns mm -hmm. because of that towards Luke Luke is still kind of in the right and it puts Luke more in character where he he had to put somebody you know down who was but it happened to be somebody that he was close to at least then you get a little sense of like why the anger would be there why he would turn it would explain I think the motivation for them to do well, what they and did. I think we clearly I don't think that's there when it's just those two just we clearly need actually, to find out more about these yeah. other students at yeah, some where point they because and, and I think Luke says later in the movie you know I kind of I kind of gave in to the whole legend of Luke Skywalker thing it kind of I kind of was vain in that, and, and that almost goes back to Obi-Wan in mm -hmm. the original movie saying, you know, I thought I could train him just as well as Yoda, I was wrong, um, and Luke kind of says, I kind of, yeah, the whole, the, this whole legend of Luke Skywalker you keep bringing up, that, I got in trouble because I started to believe in yeah. the legend, and, and I would want, I would want to find out more about these other students because they do say, I mean, this old soul, I'm assuming it's the Knights of Ren that they mentioned in the first movie, that... He says that Kylo took a handful of students with him and killed the rest. And originally he said there were about 12 students at the academy, mm -hmm. at this academy, this training temple. And so we obviously have about four or five other students. And if they went with Kylo, then clearly there was something else going on here. So it wasn't just Ben Solo that was having a bad time. The other students must have disagreed with Luke, or Luke was not doing a great job with and them as well. What did Luke well. do in response to them slicing right. up the other? Where was he? Doing? Why, like, he why would they the leave? Other spy right. and, yeah. So, 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 bottom line of the point they were talking about, I would have liked to seen if you asked, you know, was that all explained enough? I don't think so. I think that they could have done better there and taken the half hour from Rose and from Finn and go to this, go go more into that. I would have loved to have seen that during, mm -hmm. especially when you got a movie called The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. I felt like. You know, you're going to name that name, and I know that it deals with it, but I would have really seen them, I'd like to see them go more into that part of the story, which is more interesting to me, and the whole, again, force and good and bad, it mm -hmm. comes back to the heart of what we said, you know, a Star Wars movie is, where I feel like that whole side story with Finn and the love and the rose and all that, it, it just seemed like it was like, well, we had Finn in the last movie, so we got to get him some screen time. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like to me, and then let's put sure. this other love character so it sets up, you know, was it Ray or was it Rose, and, you know, is there... I felt like I would have taken from there and I would have invested more in this part of the story and I think it would have been a, a lot cooler. Mm -hmm. but, um, what happens, you know, you say that you're entrusted with your sister's kid mm -hmm. and your best friend's kid, man, and how can you raise a lightsaber to him? What happens if what he had seen was Kylo Ren... And Han Solo on the bridge. Killing Han. Yeah. Killing Han. Could have been. I'm just saying. Yeah. And, and right. I, I don't, I mean, Could've put been. yourself in that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if Give my. Give that to me, though. If my, if my. <laughs> this is my point. No, Give well, that to me. That, well, it, well. And then, maybe they will. It's, but, I mean, so before, so, and I just thought of this, I just, just having a thought here, Barbosa. But, I mean, it was like, yeah, man, that's not Luke. That, but, what happens if he, what happens if you saw that? If what whatever happens, he mm -hmm. saw it yeah. did scare the hell out of him enough to, right. for a split second. 
and I'm good with that. Reactionary. But, but yeah. that's but what they, I'm saying. But they didn't give you that. Because that would now all of a sudden explain to Luke's character that how much he loved Han and how much he loved Leia, and yeah. if he sees that this kid's going to kill them but, or do but something But then why there. wouldn't you go to Han and say, dude, this vision. I've, I've seen Well, you still, he, he you still, going to kill you. You still probably would, but my point is I'm saying, like, at least that gives us a little bit more understanding and acceptance of what Luke would prompt Luke to think about this. Mm-hmm. That someone he loved, because then it goes back to the heart of your, you know, you're afraid of somebody else. It's what fear. What does Kylo say to, to Han on, on that bridge? Help me do what I have to do or something like that? I, he's like, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm being torn apart. I know what I have to do. I, I want to be freed from this pain. I know what I have to do. But I don't think I can do it myself. Will you help me? Yeah, I mean it. Yeah. It brings a whole. Yeah. It brings a whole new level to that conversation, that moment. If Han went went mm-hmm. into it knowing this is where my son kills me. Yeah. This is what the fate. This is fate. This is what. Mm-hmm. And this it, is how it ends. Yeah. But I don't have a say in this. And in in the moment. <laughs> Too. I'm just saying. God, that'd be good if that was actually. And and in <laughs> if you're the, listening. In the moment. <laughs> JJ. Ryan and JJ. Yeah, Ryan and Ryan. In in the moment, I gotta be honest. If there is this dangerous thing, I mean, things turn pretty darn quick on Mace Windu. All right, like, you know, he didn't see that coming. And boy, the Force Lightning can come flying out at any moment. So if you have this dangerous person, I mean, you know, maybe you know, you say in the fraction of a second. The lightsaber comes to your hand. You see this, and it's like, whoa! You know, get the defenses up because you never know what's going to be coming at you. Mm-hmm. Plus, and I think this got brought up like a minute ago. If he has the whole Knights of Ren, if, if those really are truly, you know, like this gang within the Jedi Temple, all of a sudden you find yourself jumped by, you know, four or five dangerous people. I mean, get the defenses up. I mean, even if he's fighting a retreating action. So again, that whole scene. I think you said there's a lot to unpack in this movie. I'm just thinking like that whole scene. Yeah, he didn't go stomping down there in a murderous rage. Yeah, you're standing mummy with a sword. What what's all that about, Uncle? Mm-hmm. But if you see this in the flash of a second, that situation could just as easily been you know, I better just go talk to Han and Lane before he knows he's got a sword sticking through him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it's it is Well, and and the one of the interesting parts, especially seeing it the second time, was when when Ray finds out about all this and she starts stomping towards Luke Skywalker, and she just keeps repeating, did you create Kylo Ren? She's just yelling at him, did you create Kylo Ren? And I'm sitting there going, well, yeah, he did. And it wasn't just in that moment. Like, somehow, over the course of time, Ben Solo was led to believe, maybe, I don't know, through conversations with Luke or whatever, Ben Solo was led to believe that he is headed down this dark path. And seeing his uncle over him with a lit lightsaber, like, ready to come at him, Confirms because then he then he says later on she Ray calls him a monster, and he says you know you you remember what you called me in the forest you said I'm a monster, and she said well you are a monster and he, and he says something like yes I am, and so I think maybe he's just said fine, if you all think I'm a monster, then I will be the monster that you think. Apparently nobody in my family you know my parents shipped me off to Uncle Luke, Uncle Luke is supposed to be taking care of me. Apparently he thought I'm enough of a monster that he's going to kill me. Everybody seems to think I'm a monster. And I, I can't please anyone. I can't please this Snoke guy. I can't please Luke. I can't please Ray. I get then fine. I will be if that's what you all say that I am. Then I will be the monster that you all think that I am. But I also get get the sense both in uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi that he's doing as much to try to convince himself mm-hmm. of this as 
equally, if not a little bit more so, trying to convince himself than trying to convince other people that he's this monster. Mm -hmm. Well, because that was the thing I thought was interesting about Force Awakens was it kind of turned it on its head where you traditionally, you have all these Jedi that are like, stay away from the dark. Everybody's got to stay away from the dark. Like, whatever you do, avoid the dark. And there you've got a villain who is talking to Darth Vader's mangled helmet, and he's like, I feel the pull to the light. And it's like, you've got a dark side guy that's trying to resist that pull back to being good. And I was like, I don't know that we've ever had a Star Wars character do that. It's always been, the good needs to avoid the dark side. We've never had a bad guy be like, I feel like I'm being pulled back to being good. And that I thought was kind of an interesting twist mm-hmm. in Force Awakens, and and you're right, like I, he's like almost trying to justify, I got to kill my father to move more towards the dark side. I got to do all these things to, be you know, to to be the bad guy that everybody thinks that I am. And and it's it's interesting because in the movies, the light and the dark, you know, you think about that, and it's just like, why would someone be a bad guy? I mean, is it just someone that just wants to be a jerk? You know, that just goes. Now, if 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 the Emperor was the complete epitome of bad guy. You know, it's like, why was he a bad guy? Power. Power That's what he wanted. Power. Power. Darth Vader. Why did Darth Vader become a bad guy? Well, somewhat power, but he wanted order, right? Mm -hmm. And there was that whole... He was hurt. He was order. He was hurt. He he wanted to keep people safe. Mm -hmm. And there was that whole discussion in, I mean, Attack of the Clones, which panned, but when he was talking to, to, to Padme, and he said, I don't like the Senate. I don't like... The government. That's just too much, too much bureaucracy. Too much corruption. There should be just sounds vaguely familiar to something else. But anyways, too much corruption. <laughs> there should just be one person at the top. No, that's not a good idea either. But but remember how he was saying that? So okay, that's what pulled him to the dark. So that's kind of the, the thing about the Star Wars characters that I like is that they're layered. And it's it's not just, well, he's just a bad guy because he's a bad guy. There's something that's convincing him this course of action really is okay. Now you get uh, Darth Maul. What was Darth Maul's thing? Well, he was just a warrior, and it was like his whole thing is we're going to avenge ourselves. So he's been convinced to think that, okay, well, all your plight in life is due to someone else, so now let's go conquer those people or whatnot. Kylo Ren, this is interesting because it's just like what drives him? Now, and you say it turns it on his ear. He's being pulled to the light. I mean, who? You tell me who. When you get that a taste of doing the right thing, you list the people that wouldn't just say... Yeah, but, you know, maybe they're too far gone, they're too embarrassed to admit they've done something wrong. But there's always a reason. And what's, what's, his, what's his reason? What, is it his insanity? Is he just a spoiled child? Is he, and that's kind of the cool thing about this is, okay, in the first one, yeah, he was still kind of a student. You know, what, why is he going down that road? Is it power? I don't know. Did he think someone was coming at him? Is he just, like you said, the kid that's been kicked around? So that's what I, I I'm not sure what drives him yet. Mm-hmm. Is you know there's something yeah, that always drives the evil, and I and I'm hoping they don't just, I, and I don't think they will. But I, I none of the Star Wars characters at this point have been passed off as well. They're evil just cause. No, and there's something. That was one of my concerns too, because then that disappoints me with the whole Force thing, and you could go to your whole spirituality. Is there just a bad seed? Is there just somebody who's bad and inherently evil for the beginning, or do you believe fundamentally that you know that that's always that thing is. Was Hitler Hitler from the mm-hmm. beginning from when he was a baby? Or did he become mm-hmm. Hitler throughout was his he, experiences? Was he nurtured? To was he nurtured? Be, I, that. I was listening to another so, Star Wars podcast who had this exact same discussion. They're like, the whole thing of Luke standing over him with a lightsaber, they said, it's like that, you know, it's like that like dilemma. It's like right. that dilemma. Would, if you could go back in time and find Hitler in the cradle as a baby, would you kill him? 
Is he, is he just evil? By the way, there's a Twilight Zone episode about that. Just yeah, so you know, yeah. The newer version has a Twilight Zone episode where a lady goes back in time and she's supposed to kill the baby Hitler. Yeah. And that's the whole question in there, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, like so that would be a disappointing answer if it was just like, oh, he just sensed that he was evil. Again, because Luke was somebody who was such an optimist mm-hmm. and believed people could be saved and turned back from the whatever the darkness was, you could be pulled back into the light. So... F- so for me, I, I needed more from from about Kylo or you know Ben's character about what made him turn dark, because it just otherwise was he just born? You're saying with this dark you know evil thing. Um, Why does he so badly want to? Too be easy, and dark. that to me goes against. That would be the only time where I would think it goes against some of what the other Star Wars movies contains. If that's what they're going to tell us in the next movie, or say it's just he was just a bad seed, because mm-hmm. that's not really what the Force seemed to be to me. Right. Well, I hope they don't cop out. And that's what I'm saying. Say, I like, hope they don't either. That would be a flaw or weakness to me. That would be a well, little bit and, of a... And in some of the other books they've talked about, and I haven't read the books, but I've read kind of synopsis of them and, and what route they've taken. And in some of the books, there's there's some books that talk about um, Princess Leia and like what happened to her after the original three movies. And I guess that's one of the reasons that she's in charge of the resistance, like more of this, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, a terrorist cell, as opposed to running things in the Republic, mm-hmm. um, was that the news came out that she's Darth Vader's daughter. And so at that point, people were like, well, I, don't, I mean, it would be like Hitler's daughter, to use the Hitler yeah, example, yeah. it would be like, would you want Hitler's daughter running your country? No matter how good Hitler's daughter is, it's like, well, she came from that guy. So yeah. so well, apparently in some of the Luz, books... Mussolini's daughters runs for office in Italy, so... Mm-hmm. No. But in, in, in that book, still, but it, was, you know, it was kind of... for a, Hitler, signs would look like... Right. Yeah, I get you, I get you. <laughs> yeah, no. I get you. Um, so and it kind of took some of that route was that she, she kind of got stuck in the situation that she's in because of her family, and they always kind of talk about how these movies deal with family and bloodlines and stuff like that. <laughs> so that might tie into some of what's influencing him. You know, realizing that growing up, realizing that your grandfather was this Hitler type character that killed people and destroyed planets and did all kinds of other stuff. That might have influenced. See, my da- like might have been the, the family I, I, bloodline. Kind again, of I might be paraphrasing or whatever she said with this, but it was like Autumn had said something. She's like, when he was talking to the helmet and all that stuff, she's it drives her nuts when she watches those. She's like, but he turned good. But he was good, really. You know, like in the why? So why are you talking to the helmet like that? Like he's like this because because in the end, Darth Vader turned out to be he's the one who threw the Emperor over the thing. Mm-hmm. So why are you trying to get? You know, evil inspiration from him. He eventually is a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so she, for her, she was That's always a good saying point. that. Yeah, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Hear that, so, Autumn? There's one. There you go. <laughs> so um, I did. We we got a whole bunch of other things, so we need to we need to move on to something else. We're but, only an hour and twenty um, minutes in. We got I all know. night, man. <laughs> and this leads into Maybe one of my happy new year. <laughs> I want to reference this point because so, this leads into yeah. a later question. So I'm just okay. All right. Well, um, what are you referencing? Yeah. This 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 discussion right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Great. Next. Point. Uh, Ray, we we spent a couple of years wondering who Ray's parents were. Are you satisfied with the answer? Why do we? Sh- why, why, <laughs> Kylo might be lying to us. Why are we all going to believe the liar Sith or, guy? Or Kylo might be believing right. what he's saying. Right. Like to him, that's the truth. When he may not even know what. Well, I know the it's truth a little other, other, other podcast. Other podcast I was listening to, they said the same thing. They're like, you know what? If you look back at all the movies. Who is more honest than anyone else? The Sith. The Jedi are always lying about stuff. The Sith are always more honest. So, I'm, so maybe he, I'm, maybe I'm he a, truly believes I'm what he said. I believe that what Kylo shared is the truth that he actually believes. Yeah. Whether or not it's the, it the reality. The 
And then he says he saw it. He, yeah. he this so. is what he believes. But that, and, and it takes me back to those, those flashbacks. For we the saw more, three I'm different fine flashbacks. with the fact that Ray's parents may have been nobodies. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, isn't that where the original Jedi came from? They it, weren't allowed to marry and procreate, so they it, always... It falls right. into this idea that the Force doesn't belong to Jedis, which is why right. why Rey can have a, a stronger ability with the Force. You don't have to be a Jedi to be able to use the Force. It belongs to everybody. So if her parents were nobodies, awesome. Cool. You don't have to be of some powerful lineage to be able to understand this greater essence of the universe. Right. Yeah. Well, that, you don't have to have been named Skywalker. No. Well, right, because if it's that, then it, we're back to like monarchies. Exactly. We're like the only people that are special are yeah. who comes from this family. And can I just from from the, the no. hardcore Star no, Wars fans? Can't. In the room? Nope, nope. Um, <laughs> none of the you original... gave this five stars. You're not a hardcore Star Wars fan. I, well, I know, and that, here's my thing though: none of the original Jedi, like the Jedi, couldn't have kids. Right. So you're not going to have hey from the Jedi family. It was they were always remember they travel around. And even Anakin was too old to start the training. So they find these uh, babies, and that's when they start... Remember the younglings? Those are? babies all came from Jedis on shore leave. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, see, there's these things called midichlorians. Stop. Okay, next question. And the, How do we what, feel... Is that in the DCEU <laughs> with the award-winning... Uh, um, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. From the award-winning... The midichlorians were in the award-winning Suicide Squad, right? I, you're going to hell. Um... <laughs> They will also be heavily well, featured in Suicide Squad too. So <laughs> when there's Gungans involved, you see, mm-hmm. and characters like Jar Jar, who can control the midichlorian count. No, is that not how it works? No. I think no. it's safe to say we all appreciate the return of the Force more of a religion, faith, as opposed to a science. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say that we all kind of appreciate? Why do you hate science? I don't hate science. I just no. Hate you just said you hate science. I mean, we know what you meant when oh, you said that's that true. you're happy to see I forgot the return to, to religion and away from science. I forgot to tell you guys, there are seven words we're not allowed to say on this podcast. Science? <laughs> Science-based? Evidence-based? Yes, evidence-based. Why can't we say that? Vulnerable? Guess. It's, 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 it's a, a well, whole oh. fake news thing. Oh. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. Trump. Trump. Real, real, real Trump world. I heard said, about that. Uh, real, real world. Rule, or seven words that the CDC is not allowed to include in any reports. I've heard mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Two, two of which were. <laughs> I, I stopped. I shut it off. And science based. I was and, al- and midichlorians. I was, <laughs> I was already angry. and Gungans. I was already angry yeah. just reading the headline of that article, and then I'm like, I'm not going to read the seven words. I bet you could. I bet somebody could have hacked into that. Which is word midichlorians in there? Which is and he would have still read it then. The seven, the seven dirty words George Carlin says you're not supposed to use. That's an entirely different set of totally words. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I can run down those for you. It's on yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't care who Ray's parents are. I, there's, there's evidence. Well, there's enough it's, evidence. It's not important. No, it's not important. And and if it's not important, and they're not, and if they really truly are nobodies, I'm totally fine with that. Yep. I'm totally cool with that. There are a couple. We don't of need things. more characters. We have enough characters. No. I, there are a couple things that make me think that it could have been. Tangled. Right. There are a couple things that make me think that could have been not the full truth. However, I'm totally fine if it's if that's the right. I'm going to treat it as the full truth for right now because we don't know any better. Right. So let's right. go with that. Her parents are nobodies. Great. Cool. Awesome. I believe. Good for her for still finding a way to. For future reference, yeah, pull yourself up um, the bootstraps. You know, the thing you write down on your pad too is. Uh, in case the movie comes out and they reveal something more, what are some of the evidence that you or the things that you're thinking? In the original, in the original, well, it, I think Force a wins. lot of the stuff in this movie was dealing with 
the truth and how you see the truth. Mm -hmm. And so you had those three different flashbacks to like yeah. how that went down with Luke well, from and, and, and Ben. What you're being told was true from a certain point of view. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and so, and, and, and when Snoke, when Snoke dies, Snoke thinks he's seeing the truth of what Kylo's about to do. Totally wasn't. Yeah. Um, we'll have a point about that. Later. Right, right, and uh, I think he was so split. I go back. I, I go back to Force Awakens, and I got. <laughs> 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 well played. I think you split on that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, oh, man. Just, just couldn't stomach the truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> he got sliced was, in half. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I was like, and then just thud. Yeah. Right. Okay, so since we're okay, talking so about, about that, well, hold on, hold on. So no, the not, well, fine, go. <laughs> Whatever. I'll take my comments off the air. Little, Stupid comment in your pocket. <laughs> little, little Ray, little Ray having that vision of the ship blasting off and she's screaming for them to come back. Um, if her parents are nobody, that's totally fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, Ray in this one going into that weird cave where there's all the multiple rays. That was freaky. Yeah. Um, and then she says, "Let me see my parents." If her parents it's like are nobody, you're in Harry Potter. I know. If if her parents are nobody, that's totally fine. However, one of Kylo's comments was. You know, say it. Say the truth. Say who your parents are. And she says they're nobody. He's like, that's right. They sold you for like beer money or whatever it was. He said they sold you for that. They're they're something like dead and buried in a Jakku graveyard. And so he says they're dead. And so that makes me, if I'm nitpicking things, I'm going to go back and say, well, wait a minute. If they're dead, who blasted off in that ship in the vision she had? Mm -hmm. And if they're dead, when she says, show me my parents, is she just asking to see a vision of what they looked like when they were alive, or? Does she actually think they're still alive? So I, there's stuff enough in there where I think if J.J. Abrams decided, nah, I don't like the route that they took, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually reveal that her parents are somebody else. I'm okay with it either way. If they're nobody, awesome. I think that's a great way to take it. If they happen to be somebody else, as long as Chewbacca's not her dad... Awesome. Jar -Jar. I'm just going to say, and, and any start, start. Why do we have to keep coming back to Jar Jar? <laughs> all I'm going to say is, when that scene. Misa, <laughs> your father! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! So, um. With it, you remember so when, you could do that in imitation, that's exactly that what was you wanted to do, yeah. <laughs> so, waiting for it. That scene, <laughs> more, more. that scene with the multiple rays, right before she like went to the mirror of Erised, yeah. like. Do you know the one thing? The, the, it's the Star what Trek. What did you do, Ray? No, oh, the no. one thing I thought of. What is, did you do, Ray? Ray? Ray, 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 Ray it's Ray, Ray, it's Ray, Ray, the start. It's I'm sorry. It's from Star Trek: The Next Generation. When all of a sudden there were all those rays. The only thing I could think of, and for the guys that have maybe seen Next Gen or whatever, do you remember the one where where Data was there and he was in the multiple time zones mm -hmm. and he had to mm -hmm. drop the antimatter in the hole and it's like there was all of them. He's like, which which one is the which one is me? It's me. And there was one. That's all I could think of was like, this is just like it. And I was like, oh, dude, this is way too much of a geek out moment. I've got to call out. Because I just. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. I'm just sad that no one cares the visual of that. <laughs> that was that was a whole thing. Anyways, that's what I thought of. Okay. That's what I thought of. Uh, very quickly, Snoke. Snoke. The one thing I want to know more about Snoke, and, and I'm okay with him being dead. Totally fine with that. We we actually have a coworker here who was very upset about that. She was like, the person that you work with. And she was like, that's so stupid. I didn't get to find out anything about, like, I don't know anything about him, and he just died. He was barely in the first movie. He's barely in this movie, and he's dead. What the heck? And my response to that is, well, how much screen time did the Emperor get in the original movies? He showed up as a hologram in Empire Strikes Back for a few seconds. And then he was at the, you know, little bit at the beginning and at the end of Return of the Jedi, and then he's dead. And at that point, in 1983, what did you know about him? Nothing. But, but then again, you hearken back to the hardcore fans that feel they're owed 
something. Not to say that the right. person you're right. referencing is a hardcore fan. Right. But, you know, even we all speculated for how long oh, after yeah. we saw Force Awakens. Oh, Snoke, he's got to be this, he's got to be this mm -hmm. guy, this, this guy reincarnate. Oh, this is this, we're going to get so right. much backstory. Who said we're getting backstory? Yeah. Why do we feel that we're getting backstory? Why do we feel we're owed backstory? They didn't give us a backstory for him. Right. Somehow he was the next in, in succession and he was in charge. Now he's not in charge anymore. Right. Now, the one thing I will say about Snoke is I am I am still curious to find out more about him. And maybe sure. they'll do that in a book or a comic book or something. Because there are times where Luke says, you know, Luke says, I could tell that Snoke had already turned Ben. Like, Snoke had already gotten to him. Like, wait a minute. If Ben Solo is on this planet with you, how did Snoke... Get to him. Was, was Snoke, like, an adjunct professor at so, the teaching uh, temple? The Force connection. Could be. So what is... Right where Where is Snoke, like... He's off doing stuff, and then he's just telephoning. He's on hold for Ben Solo. Meh. Holding oh. for Ben Solo. <laughs> holding for Ben. Is this Ben? Is this I'm ben? holding for Ben. Ben. Ben Solo. Um, okay. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind, I certainly wouldn't mind <clears throat> knowing more about who he is as mm -hmm. a character. But again, if there's not to be more, if, if there's no more to his character that, that we need to know, then I don't okay feel the need to have it shoved in the movie. Yeah. All right, so we've already talked a little bit about... Um, so, can I go back oh, to yeah, the point no, I was going to... So, mm -hmm. one of my takeaways was that perhaps what we saw was how powerful Kylo really was. Mm -hmm. Because if he was able to use the Force to kill Snoke without Snoke picking up on it, perhaps there's a lot more to Kyle than we... Kyle. Kylo. Kyle. Kyle Ren. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if he's able to... But in the same room, mm -hmm. turn the lightsaber so it kills Snoke without Snoke realizing. All Snoke says is, "I've seen that you're going. What's like you're gonna, you're gonna kill." Your... I see him as clearly like I see his future clearly, and or, he turns the lightsaber to kill his true enemy. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, if if that's all he sees, and he doesn't see the fact that right. Kylo considers him to be the true enemy, then maybe Kylo's got a lot more going with the Force than we ever realized, that he's able to manipulate so much more mm -hmm. than he's ever let on, which does make him a very frightening character. If he's able to pull one over on Snoke. Mm -hmm. And in Force Awakens, he seemed like kind of a weakling. Yeah. Like Ray, totally he's untrained. Ray yeah. could overcome him. Ray well, they even know, was, said a, that was a better fighter. Yeah. He even insulted him at the beginning yeah. about that. How, like, yeah. somebody who's never even picked up a lightsaber. Should picked up a lightsaber. Maybe it's all an act, though. Could I mean, well, God, what's the. the <sighs> Richard Gere movie plays the lawyer. Ed Norton is the guy he's defending. Hmm. Shoot. Hmm. Anyway, spoiler for that movie. You know, Ed Norton, who's who's the guy that he's defending, turns around and all of a sudden, primal fear. Primal fear, yeah. and you realize he's been playing everybody the whole movie, including his lawyer. Yeah. Maybe Kylo's playing everybody. I'm going to be this. I'm going to show that I'm just. I'm so conflicted, and I just don't know what to do. And uh, position one. <clears throat> now I'm in charge of the whole damn thing. Mm -hmm. I just killed Snoke. No one here really to take up that mantle that's going to challenge me. Guess it's going to be me in charge. Oh, I don't know what to do with this, but we'll just figure it out. I volunteer as tribute. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I'm just saying, I feel like that, you know, there could be something to the fact that he's kind of playing this act of 
I'm so weak and I'm 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 so sad and I'm so well. Emo. I think they're they're playing on the adolescent sort of young man mm-hmm. finding his way and I and I think the fact Which that I'm after he killed after he killed him he went and defended against all those guards and mm-hmm. helped her you know so it was like was he motivated by good to do that and that's where he pulled that power out from the from the good side the the, the light side of it not the dark side and he was able to save her because he saw somebody he kind of still cared about for cared about Ray enough to because. That was gonna be it for her, and then ended up uh, saving. But his 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 plea for her, what it was, what I thought was kind of interesting, was like kind of, let's throw out the old, let's throw out the, mm-hmm. let's create something new, something where all that dark side, you know, like like both sides of the the, the battle, mm-hmm. which sort of get, you can somewhat say taps into a political climate to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I think where people are like. We're the old way doing this, and you know the, the old politicians. And politicians the old, are corrupt. Well, yeah, so, religion's yeah, corrupt. That's great. So let's back, just start something fresh that we can do. Anakin, you know, you know I, yeah. I don't want to deal with the politics. I don't want to deal with the Senate. Yeah. Let's get rid of that that practice and and start a different way of, of doing things. And Luke said it as much too. He said the old Jedi masters failed. They failed to see the Sith growing. Yoda said it. At the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, when... Um, How great was Puppy Yoda? Um, um, when... Um, I might have squeed a little bit when... <sighs> Jimmy Smith picks him up, and he's just like, I've failed. Mm-hmm. I have to go into exile. I don't think he was talking like, he, he couldn't just best uh, what's-his-nuts in a lightsaber fight. I think he was talking like... I. In a larger in a larger Yeah, on a macro right. level, I blew it. You know, we... You know, we gotta we gotta rethink this thing. We, you know, the the Jedi almost became too cocky, right, and too aware of of who they were to really see what was going on. And in that sense, in that sense, you know, back to the early comment where you know it was cool to see the Force explained on a more uh, primal level in terms of you know nature and good versus evil, as opposed to well. There's midichlorians that transmit the force, and and even that Luke describes it as we don't possess the force, but it, that almost goes like the way they described it in the the new the episode one two three, was well this person has more midichlorians, so he has more force in him. Like just, I, just means you're more open to it. Yeah. So, but here's the thing, even about that, maybe that's not such a bad thing that they took it a more scientific route. Because that's always what happens. You know, you look at anything. You know, on an early level... No, I was level, trying to get back on the side of science. Mm-hmm. The, uh, he looks at an earlier level. Okay, it's on a more primal so, level. But then the Jedi got then the Jedi got maybe a little too scientific, maybe mm-hmm. a little too dogmatic about it. Mm-hmm. And whether I'm getting on the, si- the side of science or not, but I mean, a lot of times that's what happens if, if you look at religions, is, any religion... What happens? It gets too dogmatic, and then people are like, "I think we're I'm, we're not seeing the forest for the trees." You know, uh, the movie Dogma. As funny as that is, that's a great example of okay, maybe maybe we're getting a little too. Are we being too literal here, sir? And so maybe that's kind of the thing with the Jedi. It hey guys, we got a little too scientific. We got a little too literal. We got a little too. Let's get back on, you know. Well, I mean, in the, in the prequels, these guys are supposed to be monks, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they're all generals leading armies. Right. You know, that's not how it was meant to be. Right. No. Um, all right, real quick, what about the... We talked a little bit about the Ray Or not Ray, uh, Finn and Rose. Meh. And I think I kind of said... Yeah, I think I kind of said I, I enjoyed that whole sequence, and I, I see where that sequence needed to be there for long term, because without that sequence, you don't get the stable boy at the end of the movie. You don't get that little bit. Um, 
But I think that to me was the weakest segment mm-hmm. of the movie. I agree with Dennis in that I could have done without that and put that time towards something else. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily know that you need that to get the stable boy. I think there's another way you can. You could have yeah, I mean, it, oh, I'm sure there is. Now, but yeah, but they didn't show us another way, no, so I'm not off of it. Question is, you know, how significant is that particular stable boy, or is it to show that the fact that the force is is with everyone, mm-hmm. even a stable boy can use the force. Time will tell what happens. As you uh, wish. As, <laughs> as, a, as a story, <laughs> as the story goes on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought it, it was you know like. The pod racing in episode one mm-hmm. went on far too long. That that whole exploratory casino planet thing. Mm-hmm. Pod that, 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 cool. that, that could have mm-hmm. been tidied up in a lot less time. Very fast. And, and, and I didn't like. And, and again, again, I didn't. I for whatever reason. And same I just, thing with Benicio del Toro's character. Yeah. A lot there that you didn't do anything with. Yeah. And, and may it, not do anything. And with. if he doesn't come back in another movie, then I'm going to look back on this movie and be like. Why was he there? Then why was he there? Weird cameo. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't. I should wasn't. Should have been Lando. What's that? Should have been Lando. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of the casting of Rose. Yes, Rose. Oh, I think the chemistry was there between. I, at least I didn't. You know. And again, when I watched it again, I would look for that more. But I didn't feel the chemistry between Rose and Finn. No. There was an emotional moment. Oh, there was, she was zero. Dead. It was like zero. And I just felt that that was an, also another part that if there was chemistry, maybe I wouldn't be so harsh on saying. Get rid of that and give me more of this. Although my, my wife and I did quote Titanic. You're so stupid, Rose. <laughs> You're so stupid. All right. So what about uh, what about Princess Leia? Princess Leia got a screen, much, a lot of screen time in this one. Much better this one than last one. Yeah, I think total improvement. Like I think I was. You're not saying anything. I was critical of that. Her like in the last one, I thought. Dennis thought. Carrie Fisher sucked. And Pat still loved the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Pat loved Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Pat, Pat is still in the process of rejecting all questions until he gets to talk about the Millennium Falcon. Dennis wanted to see General Leia in metal bikini, is what it says. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway. Um, how did you feel about the uh, Princess Leia Mary Poppins moment? So for those of you that aren't in the room, Pat just had a stroke. Girl, I'm not sure what happened. I was like, yeah, when that happened. I was like, Whoa, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Whoa. The only oh. thing that that would have that would have made oh. that weirder would have been like the Michael Rooker line from Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm too. Mary Poppins. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> well, what I thought was funny is when she came in, I'm like, is this a dream? Like, what's happening? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she got to the door, and then I think it was funny at the door. So like. It was kind of like this thump, like, mm-hmm. you know, when it, it was like the hand in Titanic. Yeah, it kind of was. And all I could think of when the so door, stupid. And it kind of, I kind of laughed a little bit yeah. was well, one because I'm like, oh, I thought I thought this is her death. Oh, I guess yeah. there's no death scene. And I was like, mm-hmm. kind of giddy. Kind That's of happy. What, and they replayed. But then when she hit the door, too. but when she hit the door, and the, the way like, they were, oh, the that way was they, her death. Right. But the, and the way Slam. they were playing the Princess Leia theme. Yeah. Like it was very, at first it was very soft and yeah. quiet and it was very slow. Yeah. And it was the Princess Leia theme. And I thought, okay, well, if this is where, if this is the moment where they choose to kill her off and they're going to cut the rest of her scenes that she filmed for this movie, I, I'm okay with this. We yeah. give her a moment, we yeah. see that she's floating in space, exactly, and that's exactly it. Exactly my thought. Like, and then when, when it went, went to, you know, you know, her fingers start moving and her eyes open up yeah. and then she starts going, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then when she and which and it didn't weird me out. Like some people were like, "What the?" Well, 
Well, but, I thought it was a dream, and I, yeah. I kind of thought of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when it's the, the pool scene, and it, she flicks the <laughs> bikini, and it hits the window, and he kind of jumps. When she when she hit the window, I kind yeah. of jumped. I'm like, oh, this isn't... I thought it was a dream for a second, and all of a sudden, I'm, oh, she is alive. Let her in. Open the door. Get her in. And then they go... Just for know, reference, Pat has hit the table three times now. Within that, to reference, but all the other <laughs> table bumps. Well, I hit my knee before, and it kind of oh, hurts. But. From, from what I read about that... The idea that he wanted to show is that she, too, was aware of what she could do with the force, force yeah. but never underwent any training. Right. So she knew she could do that much with it. Well, and, and I figured that it was at the moment of almost death yeah. that as as someone opened She's to the force, it. she, like, everything else fell away. Like, all of the, the general stuff, the rebellion, the de- it just fell away, and it was just, she was totally so connected to the force that it was almost a subconscious, I'm going to pull myself back. I'm not done yet. I'm going to pull myself back, and That's it'll be okay. I and... am defying grab. Oh, wait, no, other movies. Sorry. <laughs> wow, that was a Broadway mm-hmm. pull. There you go. That was impressive, man. Right? I, yeah. All right, so I know we are we are kind of running a little short on our time here, so short, let's jump dude. to our next thing. Hour forty-five um, in. Let's keep right, going. So I know. Um, let's uh, let's go to the final scenes on the planet Crate. So that final battle, Salt Planet, Salt Planet, which salt actually is the largest cool. salt flat in the world, Salty. in Bolivia, I believe. Yeah. So you can, you can see it from space. That totally reminded me of Hoth. Yeah. And the line where the guy goes down and like tastes the salt and goes, ooh, salt. Was mm-hmm. that supposed to be kind of a little like, hey, we're not totally copying? Yeah. Was that, did I get that right? Probably. Okay. That, that's kind of how I read mm-hmm. that as well. Yeah. Like, okay. Because when they first showed it, I was like, oh. Yeah. Hater, haters are going to hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because now we're copying Empire, oh, going yeah. to the snow planet. Ice planet, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Love the red. Yeah. Yeah, that was genius. A great contrast. Choice. Yeah. With the red so awesome. yeah. boot yeah. boots. Yeah. 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 Well, and everything when the ships are driving, mm-hmm. just yeah. kicking up the red dust and the yeah, yeah, or kicking up all the. Who was the guy that stood it? up with the glasses? It's like there was one guy that was standing out in front of the trench. He was a general in Force Awakens. Oh, like when they had that whole sit where they're all standing general around trench. They yes, call him. You're messing tight. with me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when they're all standing you don't around, know. You when they're don't all know my parents, when, come on. When they're all standing around and they're like, "This was the Death Star. This is Star Killer Base." He's one of the generals oh, that's there okay. in that group of people looking at. Yeah. <laughs> that total voice just cracked me. Up. Which that's like a robot chicken thing. This is the Death Star. This is Star Killer Base. At the belt team. What's the aluminum Falcon? Falcon. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, so uh, that that whole I did not see any of that coming. Like and and you get to the end of it, and after the movie is over, I'm sitting there going, "Well, of course he can't be using the blue lightsaber. The blue lightsaber got split in half five minutes ago." Mm-hmm. And then somebody sitting next to the guy I didn't talk to sitting next to me turned to somebody else who's like, "Yeah, I knew it because his feet didn't make any red marks like everybody else's." And I'm like, "Really? You, oh shit! First of all, you noticed that. <laughs> second of all, yeah. So, so the second time, good on that guy, man. That's that's so second time. Then the second time I watch it, I'm looking for it, it makes and it's the red that much more poignant too, right? And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know that I can tell that he walks out there. <laughs> Everything because, is from the knees well, up. But, well, but no, but there is a part where he's walking out there, but he's walking out on the part where they've blasted through the door. And he's walking on parts that have already been cleared oh, okay. of salt. So I'm like, well, how can you tell that there's not... There is one quick shot when he and Kylo are facing off. And Luke, you know, it shows, like, Kylo's feet and how, like, his feet are kind of twisting a little bit and getting ready. He's studying getting his ready. stances. I there's, that was so there's a little bit where Luke's foot kind of moves across and nothing happens. 
Like, it doesn't move any of the salt at all when Luke's foot goes across it. Hmm. And I was like, okay, well, that's the one moment, I guess, this guy picked out to be able to see that. Good on that guy. Yeah. And Poe, if, li- if you're one of the thousand hey, followers. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to our show and you were that guy. And it's funny nice because job. that... Thanks a lot, that guy. Because yeah, honestly, and I don't maybe everyone's father is the same way, but that, my, like, my dad will pick up on that stuff mm-hmm. and, like, pick up on the smallest, like, minutia. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm nowhere... I'm not anywhere close to the man my father is in so many ways, but that too, like I, I, I'll do that a little bit. But he will pick up in movies and he'll be like, "Hey, do you know, like Terminator Two, hey, <laughs> just you know the chain gun? You notice the chain wasn't? There's no ammunition going into it." I'm like, I, I did not see oh, that, God. Dad. And he'll like, well, so and the first that, time around, I missed, cool. I missed the little kid reaching for the broom, and the broom came to him. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't see that the first time. I'm watching the movie. And and I hear I think I heard somebody else say that too. Be like, what did you see the kid? And I was like, yeah, the kid that holds up the thing like a lightsaber at the end, and and he's got the ring. And they're like, no, 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 did you see the broom? And I was like, yeah, he was sweeping with it. And they're like, no, no, no. When he first goes to pick up the broom, the broom moves to his hand. And I'm like, I have to go see this movie again. And Garen Stewart has a girl. <laughs> I thought congratulations, Garen. I I thought the rings were cool. Mm-hmm. The ring is bupkis. I found it in a Cracker Jack box. That's all I can think of with the rings. But that's like the ring in Casablanca. There you go. That'd be very interested in this. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that that whole final scene where he shows up and and the the first indication should have been that he looked so much younger. Like I should I should have yeah, been like, like yeah. when did he have time to I'm shave? Like, did he wear hair? Was was like, was, it was, it was, it was a little, it was a little, the little uh, it was, he got cleaned up. Right, it was the little, well. little caretakers on the planet. They probably shaved. Yeah, but it's like, dude, really, like everyone, like you can fit the entire By rebellion the way, in the morning. origin of the blue milk. Weird. Yeah. Ooh, that was yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Anyway, and and the fact that his look right after he drinks it, he like looks at Ray, he's like, yeah, and he's like, you want some of this? You want to get trained by this guy? I I love that characterization of Luke I just really that whole thing, but I, that was my thought is just like who why, he had time to cut his hair I mean right I love that one that did favorite. you really yeah, I did. see that, that was another oh, thing I thought he, was a, the, a bit brush out of reference for our part. culture for our society I loved it, I loved I it when he chucked the lightsaber over the thing like we've been waiting two years like oh, he's reaching yeah. out for the lightsaber what's he going to do just well, that was it. that was Dennis's comment in our Force Awakens show two years ago. Yeah, was I think Dennis Dennis says something like, "I think it would be hilarious if he just takes a lightsaber and runs." Nice, <laughs> man. That's not good for you. Oh I gosh. still wanted the one that was it was a meme that was like there was a hand. Did you bring the hand too? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you find the hand? Oh man. <sighs> Luke Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. So that whole that whole final fight scene was in the the kind of like it was a great samurai movie, samurai face off. Between the two of them, mm-hmm. like uh, positive or negative? Oh, positive. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It was it was uh, a great reveal too. Like once they mm-hmm. clued you in on the fact that he's not there, yeah, and and yeah, he's like force projecting yeah. this. See you around. I mean, if See you're around, Dennis, kid. if you're Dennis, you figure this out real fast because <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. smarter and older than the rest of us. Right. All I know is after seeing that, I know that Luke Skywalker is carrying around one of those wallets that Samuel L. Jackson had. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> All right, because that's that's the only thing I can think of with. And see around, Whoa. kid. What is that from? What is that? Did Han used to say I that? I thought Han said that. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Han said it. So which makes that line just yes. that much cooler. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't like see it. Well, because he, he just because he just got done yeah. saying he's like you know if you it was kind of like a if you strike me down he's like if you strike me down in anger I'll always be with you, just like your father because he just he said that right before that moment and then Kylo starts screaming at him he's like see you around, kid. And that is and the Han Solo. That moment was positive because that's what I took it there as. There are a couple. I haven't confirmed. Yeah. The other Han Solo line, the I know. Yeah. 
That was that was a good little moment. Mm-hmm. What happens if Snow comes back as a Force ghost? Cool. That's cool. See, and, and can I, they do I it? Does it have to be a, a Jedi? Did, anyway, I don't think it has to be a you know like like super. You if know, this movie if this movie taught us anything, you don't have to be a to figure out Jedi that he was a hot, because. While it was nice to see the reveal of that's what was happening, I mean, when you get blasters going at a guy who doesn't even have his weapon up mm-hmm. and isn't deflecting right. anything, right there, well, that, that, clues, like, that clues you in boom. for sure. Like, there's a trick he going be, on he here. He should be dead right now. There's mm-hmm. a trick going on here. And Unless he's that strong with the force that he's able to right. block all of that, there's something and, going and on. I'm, and I'm kind of glad that the death happens at the end because, to me... You and, I then were, you, you and I were talking about that. Because if he, because because the way I conclude him dying is that he died not from the weapons, mm-hmm. like like he somehow inflicted them, like the whole water that Kylo Ren got through with him and Ray. There was no so like there's some sort of reality that mm-hmm. happens there. Because mm-hmm. because he would have just been blasted there right away wherever he was at. He would have experienced that with the right away. Force drained. Yeah. It was force drained that it took so much because then the question would be if it was so easy to do this. Why didn't you just do this to you know why like never, why, why, why wouldn't everybody do this all why the couldn't time? you just do this all the time and and, and, right. and, and you know and attack I the thought bigger. it was a great moment of just falling on your sword yeah it was really? it was, I mean, it, was. Just, it was just he, the, he but the knew, force way of doing it he knew what it. the end result was going to be he knew this was going to kill and he's all together and he does it and just enough it's because their galaxy doesn't have net neutrality and they have scaled down Wi-Fi <laughs> speeds and you, you can't make that kind of connection now when I saw it the second time because you and I talked about this before it's like did he was he drained of all his energy and it just was too much for him his essence the, his vital essence dark crystal um, is that where you're going yeah there you go that's exactly it um, they're, doing a new, they're doing a new TV I know, series so they're, they're doing a TV series too I, thought, I heard they were doing a comic they're doing a comic but I think they're going to do a TV series too um, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, limited run but the second time I saw it I went back and that the first moment that Kylo Ren and Rey have that connection because I mean you find out that it was Snoke that was kind of you know brokering that little deal mm-hmm. um, the first thing Kylo Ren says the very first time they have that connection is Ray kind of looks at him and he looks at her and he goes what is this it, I think word for word he says what is this you're not doing this the effort would kill you so even just like yeah. a little connection like that just to be able to talk to each other he's like you know I know Ray is powerful but the the ability to do this the effort would kill you so take that and then take what Luke did at the end and he has to have died. Like, there's almost no way, no mm-hmm. way, I don't care how powerful you are, you go through all that, there's no possible way. And I thought it was a, fi- a, a, a fitting end for mm-hmm. for the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sacrificing himself the same way that Obi-Wan did. Well, in the same, st- well, not the same style, but like, that same kind of, I'm sacrificing. The same emotional context. So that you can escape. Yeah. Right, I'm, right, right, right. Um, which I thought when they were fighting and, and Kylo started charging at him and was going to slice right through him, I thought it was going to be more of a a copy of Obi-Wan's thing where he could slice through and the cloak falls down and that he was actually there and that's how he sacrificed himself. When he didn't, I was like, oh, this is even better. I like that it's not exactly the same as what Obi-Wan did. But um, yeah, I, I will admit my, my eyes might have started leaking a little bit. Dusty when, in the theater. When, when Luke died. Yeah, I, a lot of eyelashes. Got in my eye all at once. I know that happens. Yeah. I mean, you can go and start picking, like, you know, I said that's where, it, it, why don't they just, why haven't they used the technique of just hyperspacing into other ships before the Death Star? You know, like, mm-hmm. like if you could do all those sort of things that they did, mm-hmm. um, or Yoda, like Yoda was able to summon the mm-hmm. lightning. So why can't he just go in and start killing bad guys? You know, if he can actually, in, in physical plane, use lightning mm-hmm. through that. 
So I'm saying you can get in, in, in any sort of realm like this. You can because of the infinite possibilities and mm -hmm. the powers that be. You can go in it, and that's where I think the haters and the people lose the. There's logical credibility, like I said, that that is important. Like sometimes when you see like it written poorly, where you're like, well, you could have done this, you're gonna. And then there's the ones where you, you just have to give up that because it's the illusion of this universe. It's, right. it's, yeah. And and you have to stop being such a, uh, an adult human at that mm -hmm. point. You have to have some of that childlike ability to go. I'm gonna forgive and suspend, but you know. Um, my beliefs of, of everything else that's going on in the world, and, and I have to do that yeah. to enjoy this movie. Otherwise, I, I do know people who are like, I don't like any movies that aren't based on real life. Right. Because they can't handle all those possibilities. And so, literally, so you don't like most movies. Anyway, so... <laughs> movies so, they assume are based on no, real like life. No, like I'm saying they would never watch this movie in the first oh, place. Oh, you're saying based on... So like, like it's they need movies that are based on reality. Okay, it has so, to happen so in real life. It has to be based so, on so no, no sci-fi, no, sci no magic, no whatsoever. They can't handle that possibility because mm -hmm. they will always criticize and say, "Well, you know, you can find anything in Star Wars or Star right. Trek or anything right. and start to criticize it because that universe is it's non-existent really. Right. So it's in the land of make believe and pretend, and they just don't have that kid-like quality anymore, right. or never had it, and therefore. They can only handle reality. It has to handle. Otherwise, it's a waste of my time. Where you can still enjoy that ride. It's it's because you have a kid like quality. Well, it's like right. when you said you walk out, you judge it by. Do I want to, you know, wield yeah. a lightsaber? You know, you you do. It's like you walk out and you're excited about. It. You're like a little kid again, mm -hmm. and that's the mentality of somebody. Because again, my point coming back to you can go to this film and you can pick apart and say, why did they do this then if you could do that? And if Yoda can do that, well, why haven't they been doing that right. all along? And where is Obi-Wan? Why can't Obi-Wan come back and talk right. to him? Do they not hang out? You know, like, like you can go through all the different stuff and say, if it was <laughs> so easy... They've had a bit of a falling out. <laughs> if it was so easy to, to, to like just fly the ship... Ghost not getting along. <laughs> if it was just so easy to hyperspace the ship into the other thing, why, why haven't you used Where's that Where's that technique? movie? <laughs> It's yeah. the Kenobi you know, movie that's coming that out. And you're telling me that in this day and age there's no autopilot that that, um, that Laura Dern's character had to be on that ship mm -hmm. to do that? You know, like, why couldn't she have gotten off to? Like, I'm saying, mm -hmm. you could pick apart anything and say if the technology is so advanced, why couldn't Princess right. Leia with her powers control the ship from mm -hmm. her? You know, I'm, so you Which, can, it's an endless supply of you can go through and pick anything apart. It's just the point, do you want to be that mm -hmm. type of ass? Great recall <laughs> to uh, Rogue One. With uh, we were just talking about this yeah. earlier with uh, Ray going through the files, not Ray, Jin or so. Yes, mm -hmm. going through the files on uh, trying to find the one for the Death Star plans and comes across the file for hyperspace tracking. Oh, like they mentioned that in Rogue One. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like cool. it's been a thing the Empire has been working on for okay. yeah. years. So the fact now that they're able to do to that, do it, yeah. thirty some years later, if we want to go with our timeline, yeah. yeah. thirty some years later, they found a way to make it work. I I I, I like cool. that little callback. Yeah, yeah. I did. It, not it just that. sort of again kind of ties things back in a little bit. That's cool. I found that whole chase very interesting. Not a diss, but I, I, you know, the one ship is just out of range that they're lobbing laser blasts at it. Mm -hmm. But they can't quite get it till it runs. I thought out that of was gas. weird because they know they can't get it. So why do you keep firing at it? Well, right, just to, to, to remind them. Well, no, he just said keep firing, just to remind them we're that here. we're there. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And, and, and I mean, it was kind of like a cool the big damn ship hovering over them. It was isn't a enough suspense. To remind them there. Well, was, they might run out of lasers. Was it? <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't want to say that it wasn't like a suspense ever before in Star Wars because there's definitely suspense. But all the chase scenes and all the. 
it's always they're, more they're, action oriented. This was like, um, we've got so much before time runs out. What's gonna? There almost has not been a, as far as I can think of, there's hasn't been like a time element. Yeah. In this movie, yeah, like all the other cool. movies, all the other movies, it was like, oh, we just have to go here and we have to get away here. We have to do this here. In this movie, it was we have eighteen hours. That's like it. in eighteen hours, we run out of fuel. Yeah. And I was like, it was almost like an episode of a TV show in that way. Yeah. It was like we've got a certain amount of time, and we need to I thought that we was need cool. to get it done in this amount of time. Um, all right, so I, we're gonna get to. I got one one last question. What were you gonna say? I just have one more last thing about. Go for I just it. Want to get the name of it down, but um, when we were talking about some of the humor, I just because I had a note that I wanted to make sure I got mm-hmm. back to it. The only problem that I felt when we can the humor part, I felt like the character of Hux mm-hmm. became too like. I needed more respect from him. Like when I think of Moff Darkwing, he, was too he boy became like the two bumbling. Yeah, like yeah. why are you in charge in this big of a thing? Mm-hmm. Why would Snow like, like I think that they they humiliate, and that's what maybe that scene with the hold and, and you know like holding and all that it all stuff. Humiliating. It was humiliating, mm-hmm. and it made him look incompetent yeah. to me. And I think that's the damage. Not that the humor or the joke was there, but that that character to me, he seemed like the kind of, just like you said, bumbling sort mm-hmm. of not competent. Leader who's just gonna kind of fight. so it. I never got that from like you know Grandma Tarkin. Right. Like, like there was disagreements, there was things there, but he still had that. They kind were of, they were overconfident, but they weren't bumbling. Yes, yeah. where he looked like the over bumbling, like the overconfident bumbling jerk type of thing, and I think that's what the humor directed at him did. It made him look like a buffoon, and it and I think that was a little bit damaging to his character. Yeah. Where I need a little bit more. Let him be a little more evil. Yeah, because he's more like. Just the jerk. He's like, like from one of the the bully comedies or mm-hmm. something like that. He's just kind of like that guy. I'd like to see and he I think and Kylo I would, come to blows a little bit, like, and, 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 like and the, a, a sibling sort of way. And that battle would have between and, and like that disagreement between them over power or whatever, mm-hmm. who's in charge now, would have been more a thing. But we obviously know it's gonna be Kylo because he's like the goofball who's not gonna challenge. Where it would have been interesting to see now that Snokes is gone. Does he have an equal footing? Does he think he does? Mm-hmm. Let's see them really like. Fight for that spot. Well, and, and now, went out. and now what? for the now for the future of this, you've got in all the other Star Wars movies, you always had a I'm villain. To compare these to the other movies. Shut up. Okay. Midi chlorians. Like Grand Marf Tarkin. I don't care what you um, say. Maybe it's because the actor. Because well, no, in, in all the other still scared me and still oh, yeah. looked like a pretty darn formidable. In all the other Star Wars movies, then, ruthless. In all the know, other Star Wars movies, you me. had you had a main villain who was calculating and strategic. And, you know, could kind of keep a cool head, even if he was overconfident. I'm kind of curious to see where things go Mm -hmm. forward now, because now you've got two very unstable, kind of crazy guys who are in charge of the First Order. Wild and crazy We are two wild and crazy guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I was going to say one more thing. I would like to see, Mm -hmm. because I always viewed them... You know, Force Awakens, and then in this one, like it's it's like a it's brother, kinda, it, it's a bro, it's a brother type relationship. But it's like an adversarial brother. Yeah, type like, thing. I, even, like they're kind of digging see, on each other. Even in I want to see Awakens. these two yeah. just kind. And you know, Kylo's still going to win because he can right. force can stuff. Throw or him into the wall. But well, yeah, that's. But the, to your point about um, Grand Moff Tarkin, he's the only character that didn't somehow indicate a step back when Vader showed up. Mm-hmm. He fully viewed himself as Vader's equal, yeah. right. if not slightly greater than. Right. Yeah. Where other characters would see Vader and just either hold their breath or the intense stare as they walk Yeah, where yeah. he was just he did. held and his ground. Because he was so, you know, as soon as you said, you know, like cool-headed and like, you know, just when he still uh, tells him to blow up Alderaan. Yeah. And he just turns to Princess Leia he's like, you're far too trusting. Yeah. Like, just... He's colder. So and, and, calculated, and, and, yeah. thought out, so methodical. Yeah. yeah. 
And see, and I would have liked to seen them retain a little of that. I think the humor cost some of that for Hux. Yeah. And, and there's there's a price you pay for some of those jokes. And, it was, and, it was and again, maybe, mm-hmm. now maybe this will be something that we we see in episode nine mm-hmm. where Hux finally is like, I've had enough of this. So that's so that's my last question. Well, I, I just have a question though. I think as opposed to the humor, I think the fact that Moff Tarkin was kind of in a position of leadership with the Emperor when Darth Vader kind of came into being. He, he, yeah. he kind of had a little superiority, superiority there. And Vader could choke just about everybody he wanted and get rid of just about everyone, except for Tarkin. But Tarkin had the Emperor backing him up. I mean, it would be real easy to say, like, I think the thing that makes What's-His-Nuts uh, become <laughs> uh, belittled, what's this guy's pucks? You know, makes him. Be- it's the second time you said that. Yeah, I don't. And everyone reacted the second time. I don't know, but it was like. Because I'm expecting what's his name, and you come up what's his name. <laughs> but it was. But I think the thing that weekend hucks is the fact that Kylo Ren could just pick him up and chuck him against the wall. Yeah. I mean, it would be easy to say, well, you could face up to that, but it's kind of just like, yeah, you really. And he doesn't have. But um, maybe that works when the two of them are, are occupying the same space. In the opening of the movie, when you have Poe that's making Hux look like a complete moron, yeah, it seems that's just it's well, like you're saying it's it's more damaging yeah. to the character. Yeah. All right. So then, and this leads us into my last question for us is so soon? where, yeah, um, is where does Episode Nine pick up? I'm gonna have a kid soon. Can we wrap this up? Is <laughs> <laughs> it a boy or a girl? <laughs> yes. Let me know now. <laughs> it's an hour. I gotta go and buy the card. <laughs> um. Where does episode nine pick up? So in this movie, we leave the first order with Admiral Haldo's maneuver. She's pretty much blown away every ship that they've got, at least that was in that battle. She's blown away Snoke's ship, cracked it in half. All the other Star Destroyers went with it. Um, I would imagine that's a big portion of their fleet. Snoke is dead. Um, The entire rebellion fits on the Millennium Falcon. And... That's what you got. And then the final scene in the movie is this little stable boy. You know, he's looking up just the same way Luke did at the Twin Suns. He's looking up at the moon. He's, you know, getting ready to fight. So where does Episode Nine pick up from, from this movie? And this was kind of unique in that Force Awakens and this one were almost like instantaneous. Usually so you've got a bit of a break between This is where they, movies. this is one of the mistakes they made in the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm in that they tried to show a passage of time by recasting Anakin Mm -hmm. as an older person. However, his surrounding company did not age at all, which it made it ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I don't want to see him do too big of a time jump where it would look ridiculous to still have Adam Driver and uh, Daisy Ridley and, you know, the cast trying to portray themselves as 10 years down the line or 20 years down the line without looking like they've aged that many years. So I think if you want to cast the same people, you have to keep the story relatively close to this timeline. All right. And see, that's where my my prediction was... But I don't know what you do with that then. Right. My prediction was we, we jump ahead 5 to 10 years. And that I think, even if you did like slight amounts of makeup or you know, maybe did different haircuts for people or something like that, I mean, I think you could do... I think I think the problem with the prequels was you went from a kid to an adult. And that kind of that kind of messed adult. with it. What's that? Whiny adult. Well, yeah. Um, I think with this one, everybody's pretty much an adult. So it I doesn't think listen you, to me. 
He doesn't let me go out. Have you, have, you ever, have you ever seen the video where they take scenes from Darth Vader in the original Star Wars movies and they replace it with lines from Jake Lloyd? No. I'll send it to you. I need to see that. Let's try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> um, <laughs> which did you notice Kylo, Kylo, Ren, Kylo Ren spins, spins when, he's doing his, when he's flying? Um, so that's my prediction, is they would go like maybe five, ten years, because I feel like they got to give some time to make it look right. build I mean, up the rebellion. they gotta, they got to give a little bit of time to kind of build that back up again. And I kind of feel like if you're going to do something, I feel like they're not going to just leave the whole Knights of Ren, like those other people that went with Kylo. I feel like those need to show up at some point. Then do you give Rey the opportunity to also find, if that little boy at the end can use the Force, do you give Rey... A certain amount of time to try to find some other force users so that she can have more people to kind of help her out because if you I don't know if you guys noticed this in you know, when that tree burned down that had the books and everything else and when Yoda struck up the lighting burned it down if you notice the that the end of, the books are fine yeah the books are safe because you open up a drawer in the Millennium Falcon and all the books are sitting there so she got the books out of there so she's got them so she can go back through and she can read about early you know writings of the Jedi, so she then could kind of teach herself a little bit, which she could then pass on to other people. She could have Luke show up as a ghost and, and teach her some things, too. So I feel like you almost got to give it a little bit of time right. to at least build things back up to a level where we can have a climactic battle to end this, end this trilogy. Or is the climactic battle between Rey and Kylo, and you don't need the rest of it built up, and then you do it sooner and not later. You don't have to Yeah, but I feel like the third movie in a trilogy, you got to go big. Oh, you don't have to, but no, I'm, I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing that out. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. That's the other options if they don't pass a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And they literally pick up right where they left off here, almost. But like maybe a couple years or something, but right. not much. But, but then, what do you do with the rest of the other side characters? They're part of. They have to somehow stop Kylo from rebuilding. Okay. I mean, maybe that's because because do you I don't know because do you want to have another oh there's the big Death Star that they built I'd up ra- again. And I'd rather see, stop it. I'd rather see the the per, the the human. Uh-huh. Conflict as opposed to the because there's this conflict. that was that was your comment your comment from two years ago about Kylo Ren was I don't want to see another you I Kylo think, Ren Josh Groban yeah I wrote that down um, <laughs> <laughs> you no you you said you wanted to see him grow from being a Josh Groban emo kid or something like that and the comment you made which which I kind of like and I agree with was you said I don't I think you almost even said I don't want to see another Death Star I don't want to see something like that I want to see a, a person become the big bad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see another mechanical contraption or weapon, super weapon or whatever. We I want to see Sorkin somebody who's so... What's that? Let's get Aaron Sorkin to write yeah. it. There you go. Well, that Walking cool. talks through a Death Star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Standing. So my point is I think that they could sort of... doesn't have to be this big, huge power that could destroy mm-hmm. the world that they're going to have to battle right. in combat again. It could just be... The, the, I think the whole dilemma again of like where is Kylo is he I mean he's obviously looked like he's turning more of a turn towards the evil part now where there was a part where he him and Ray kind of want to ran aside and, and he killed all those guards I mean he killed his yeah, own people cool. so yeah, for that cool. moment he wasn't part of the dark side or the or the um, the, the uh, what do you call it uh, what's the term for the whole bad guys first order first order mm-hmm. he he killed a bunch of the first order so my Small point is, to pay, though. but now he's got so yeah. But the thing is, it's like now he's in a situation where you know, um, 
I think his future is, is he growing into that? Is he going to, he's so angry now with the whole Luke thing. He got fooled by Luke, all that they got away. So is he just going to, is that anger and that, because he's got such a personal vendetta with Luke, mm-hmm. it seems that that made that, that they even clouded why he couldn't even tell he was a hologram. Mm-hmm. You know, like he couldn't even tell that it was Luke throwing, because he was just so, I see Luke for the first time and I want to just destroy yeah. him. So he's clouded is, by his is, anger. Is Kylo so unstable that he destroys the First Order himself? Is that what you're thinking? Possibly. Either destroys the First Order or it's it's just not, yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. I, I don't know. And I'm like, I think that. The two key characters moving forward are Ray and Kylo, and yeah. that's you can build a third movie on that. I don't think you need to bring Kylo in is so bigger interesting things. Because and I, I like I was critical of Kylo in the first movie, mm-hmm. the the performance, the character, some of the things. I was like again, yeah. I, I felt like there was some issues there. Completely happy with Adam Driver's performance in this one. Mm-hmm. I think he brought. It's not the whiny like you said, Anakin, because that was a worry. Was he going to be like the you know like the mm-hmm. Anakin as he grows up and turns into this? And I think that it was it was good acting. Like we talked about, I think the acting like, was really good. The yeah. fact that he couldn't kill his mother. Right. Yeah. I mean, Freudian analogies aside, he couldn't kill his mother. Right. But he had no problem trying to kill Luke. Right. Yeah. Or his dad. Or as, well, I was they had trouble? Like, like there, there could have been. There, but there was, I felt like there was, there was some conflict. Yeah, there was conflict. He, yeah, that tension on the bridge. There was. But like you know, in, in, but in this movie alone, you know, he has the opportunity to blow up what's left of the resistance, including his mother, and he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Luke is standing there. He has no problems going after. I'm going nuts. Every gun. I want to be down there. Every gun. How how good? How much good is there in him, or is there? What's what is it that triggers the the bad in him? And then how can Ray your your you know your your light here now? How can she either is she going to try to still pull him back because she still sort of believes in him? Mm-hmm. He's already saved her, so she owes him that. Yeah, to I mean, I, I I think he is. His, is the struggle going to be her trying to get? So is her is she going to be trying to get him to come back to the? Is that what the third one's going to be? Can you save him? And if not, does she have to destroy him? I mean, that could be the whole conflict. Of but the, again, the if you movie. if that's where you try to explore, what do you do with the rest of the cast? Well, they're there with the mission. I mean, they're there with helping support whatever so, you know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, love story don't between. Worry, <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to see. See, like I said, be the the human side of it be the, the the big conflict and not some sort of weapon system that needs to be defeated. It would be great to you know to really focus on on and, and am I on missing, who they are. You said the side people, you know, the, the other cast. I'm like, did, am I missing it or do they seem to just plant? Maybe I'm totally missing this part wrong because I think, and literally, I'll admit to a pat here. I think there's about maybe a couple. Well, yeah, actually, maybe you never did this, but I fell asleep. I dozed off because it was after a Friday. It was like you're not a true fan. Literally, I know. For like one minute, <laughs> and it was during everything one minute, said. and it was yeah. during it was during the Rose and Finn part. Okay. And you didn't miss anything. I know exactly. <laughs> that's my point. It was just literally. I did one of these where my head went down. I just right back up, and I just caught myself going. I said to myself, "Oh my god, I'm falling asleep in a Star Wars movie. Is that possible?" <laughs> and it was just because of this scene, and that's why mm-hmm. I think I have such. Um, hostility towards that side <laughs> one. But I'm like, how can Look you do that to me? Look what you made me do. <laughs> exactly. I become Pat. Oh. <laughs> but I looked at my, I looked at the class, I was like, oh, I'm good. It was like 30 seconds or maybe it was just literally a Pat driving home from state. So anyway, <laughs> so, so anyway, my, my, did they plant the Finn 
Rose, and they allowed Rose to still live so far. It looks like she's going to live. Yeah. Okay? So that you have the look from Ray about Finn, because it seems like Ray and Finn had sort of a chemistry. Mm-hmm. And now you have the love triangle they're setting up for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, but... I love... that. quadrilateral. <laughs> there was zero chemistry between none, Finn and Rose. None, but the so writers tend to think so. But I don't see why Ray would assume... She does the there's isn't there was there's there a, a look of, there's, there's a, a little, little bit of a look, look like yeah. oh like she was glad to see Finn but then Finn goes over to the girl and she was a little bit like you know like like I, did she'll they, end up with Poe <laughs> well which which is funny because for a long time people were trying to get Poe and Finn together there were a, <laughs> no I'm serious there were a lot of fans that were like did you see all the times that like they the way they like got along with each other really well, and like the way they looked at each other, and deleted scene where they made out for a couple minutes. No, well, there are plenty of there are plenty of people that have fanfic that. I think we need to look <laughs> at what websites you're visiting, John. I'm not visiting those websites. Intervention. Hey, <laughs> but no, actually, for a long time, people kind of that was well, one of the other assumptions. Like, we will find out who Ray's parents are. We'll know more about Snoke. We'll know more about Luke, and Poe and Finn will be the ones that get together. Really. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people were kind of assuming that. So, is there anyone else that was disappointed by the uh, Phasma fight? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I hope she comes back. Me too, because like they, if, if that's how they're going to handle that character, they did a book about Phasma, and they made her sound as badass as Boba Fett, if not more. They're like she is this crazy, and she got the same. And she got she got the same treatment. Yeah, yeah. like she they they, they went into like her past story, her backstory, and where she's from, and how like she's one of the only survivors of the village that she grew up in, and she you know she fights for herself, and she does what whatever is whatever is is self preserving, she will do. It doesn't really matter what side she's on; she's out for herself. So she's going to stick with who the winners are, and she is this like unstoppable fighter, and and then. In the first movie, she gets locked in the garbage chute, and then in the second movie, she goes out with one hit. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, yeah, I don't. I just I'm disappointed by yeah that character. You get a character that looks did. that cool, like yeah. you, you you have a character well, that looks supposed, like that, and, and you're supposed like, to have as much strength and power to be mm-hmm. in the position of leadership that she's in, right? And it, you're telling me that well, maybe that explains why the stormtroopers can't shoot anything, right? Mm. Because if that's who's training them, mm-hmm. there you go. But just I, I was really disappointed by the yeah. fact that yeah. seemingly have killed her off. And I, was I, I don't know how you survive, A, that fall, right. B, that fall into a, a vat of fire if your mm-hmm. suit is metallic. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any coming back from well, that. Well, I was surprised that her suit was able to shatter in the first place. Yeah, that was they weird. Have the, they have the one part where she gets shot and it just bounces off. But then the, no, and her, the part where, like, her eye... Right. Is, maybe it's her, just the eyepiece is not you know, metallic. Because her, her suit, uh, one of the backstories in that book is her suit is made from the material. That's why not every stormtrooper has that. Her suit is made from the material of the Emperor's private yacht, which is, like, blaster-proof and all kinds of other stuff. So she took that material and made a suit for herself. Except for that one eye patch. That one eye patch. Mm-hmm. It's like the Achilles heel of mm-hmm. Captain Phasma. It's the Achilles eye patch. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, was, I don't know. I was just yeah. disappointed with how that. Well, you're not it, a it's, fan. Yeah. It, it, well, but, it, but I mean, it's like, oh, we should probably throw something in here with Captain Phasma. Now you're, you're disappointed. With. You don't like Star Wars. So what yeah. you're saying is you don't like Star Wars. Is that true, man? You hate Star Wars. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, next time we're going to be podcasting on. What do you want to do? Uh, Fifth Element. 
12 Monkeys. I, now, fifth element. <laughs> before we go, I just I did want to bring out because we, we got up, I know we're wrapping this up, but yeah. I totally forgot because no, we never man, got we're to here. it. We got all night. There were some people, and I'm just saying, I, I read somewhere. I read, yeah, you got it. Yeah, he does. That's right. There was uh, some criticism. Yeah, keep talking anyway. Oh, I'm going to finish this one because I'll never get back to it. The criticism was uh, just, it might come into his, into his, no, I won't. Come into um, his what? Come into his what, Dennis? Right. Anyway. <laughs> That some people felt that this was a female-centric movie, and that it was very, like, from the political side, it was female-centric. Yeah. Like, that you had these women who were all in charge of everything. You had Princess Leia, you had mm-hmm. um, Laura Dern. Whole, well, when all the men are dead, what other choice do you have? And all, and, well, well and so, that was <laughs> just so the, that Just so anybody listening, I don't actually. Like, Poe was, like po was wrong on everything. The like, Poe was wrong on everything, and Holdo was, you know, like, Holdo, Holdo. Yeah, Holdo. Yeah. yeah, she was Hodor. Everything. Where's Waldo? Hodor. Yeah. Hodor. <laughs> so, anyway, just uh, I don't know if there was any uh-huh. thoughts on that. If you agreed to that, or was it more I, of a female? I, I kind of picked up on that. Sorry like they were that. really pushing the fact that the women, the, the women were in charge yes. and making better decisions than uh, than what, like I said, like than what Poe was doing. Yeah. And, I mean, they're... Laura, I, Laura Dern can tell me what to do. And you have Ray as the main, yeah. So like you know, all I, three things mm-hmm. are like really. I think, but I think, you know, just it, that, saying that it, it was, was the different like, viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Poe was focusing on what was happening at that moment. How yeah. do I fix what's happening at this moment? He didn't see the bigger picture the way that uh, Laura Derning and uh, Carrie Fisher did. Yeah. All right, episode nine. Well, I, Go I, for I, it. I Close it. What are we going to see? Millennium Falcon. Start. Yeah, I, I reject your question. Two and a half. It just needs to be a two and a half hour chase. Half hour the entire rebellion Falcon. is on the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> and it needs to just run away. <laughs> yeah, it just needs to two and a half hours of them flying through an asteroid field. I could. I, that's my are the porks? Are the porks going to be like the tribbles on the Millennium Falcon? By the time we get to the next movie, you know, for as much of talk of, of porgs as there was before this movie came mm-hmm. out, the fact they were in like two scenes, I was like, "That's it." Th- you know what? That's I, how we're getting. Hey, I'm going to throw it down there. Yeah. Was genius. I and you know to what? See Chewie bite a head off you, of a you know live what? one. And yeah, that whole scene, like, that whole my daughter, my daughter would have been <laughs> devastated. You know what? You know why that's genius? Because honestly, my daughter and there's a really oh. good chance my son are just like they, they love the yeah. animals and they're going to get so fired up about it. But you know what? It wasn't over the top. It no. wasn't too much. It wasn't like suddenly we're going to the pork village and they, you know, all this. Right. It was there was humor. They were there. They were. I mean, the the panned over. Chewie's having to get him out of the way so he can mm-hmm. do the thing. And they that was the they're, absolute right amount yeah. of cute and humor. But there, and, there just would be a lot of emphasis on porgs and some right. of the marketing and, and some sure. stuff that came out before the movie. Because well, that's going to be a, a little doll that sounds then, pretty well. I, I blame that on the Nerdist. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. <laughs> did they do a lot with that? Oh, yeah, they did, yeah. I'd, it was like Twitter every other day was something about porgs. Yeah. Huh. Well, thanks a lot, Hardwick. Thanks, thanks Hardwick. But that's one of your most marketable characters. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like oh, absolutely. Well, that's, little kids well, to buy and stuffed animals. Nora, whatever, yeah. Nora has had a porg stuffed animal toy for yeah. the last three months now. But it so, wasn't over yeah. the top. There's no. an, And yeah. for a, in a kid's mind, it's going it, to... Uh, some kids, it might be the porg movie. And everything right. else just is ancillary to, <gasps> wow, right. you know... And to, I don't want to say it's your point like you felt this way, so I'll phrase it this way. And to the point that Dennis raised about the women being, you know, in charge of everything, I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe that's what women felt going to see movies for the last... Mm-hmm. And I know you weren't making oh, the point. No, I'm no, just saying it's the point you raised. Yeah, yeah. But maybe that's what they're going like... Wow, okay, mm-hmm. like, all the movies in the past are, uh, the guy like, always has the answer. Star Wars the is so advanced, but we only have male pilots. Well, 
We only have white male pilots. Exactly, and it's sort of in, like in a galaxy. And here's me. I'll be. I'll be the that's naive long, one long to just say. Oh, that's true. I'll be the naive one just to say. Well, I, I, was it a focus of the writers to say put all the women, in, or maybe it was just like okay, there just happened to be women in charge, and and is that is that unsettling to some people, and maybe the people that raised that thing, it's just like why is that unsettling? Why does that threaten mm-hmm. who they are? And for the last however many years since the first movie came out, it's always been the reverse. So well, maybe that's what they women have been seeing going to movies and having only maybe one female lead possibly to cheer for, mm-hmm. as opposed to guys that have. Yeah, I was just bringing that up because I read that right. and that discussion. Would be, yeah. No, we I talked about why people hated it or why they didn't yeah. like it, and that was one reason. Dennis was, like, was oh, raising the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, well, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, so I episode nine. Ray. Episode. Hear that? I love you, Ray. <laughs> well, she's okay. One hundred thousand and one <laughs> listener. <laughs> out more along, but when she comes in, yeah, that's the stuff in. out. Yeah, probably not. So, episode, episode, episode nine. I love you, Ray. And my groin is fine. <laughs> <laughs> episode nine. Aside from a two and a half hour chasing with the Millennium Falcon, I think episode nine starts with Just Princess Sorry, Leia's. Ray. It starts with Princess Leia's death, Didn't maybe a funeral it. or whatever, and that is it the re- for the future. The rest of it is a flashback. It shows <laughs> the movie ends. <laughs> That's it. That's all there is. It's like those little. It's like those little Coca Cola. They put her. They put her on. They put her on top of the Millennium Falcon and set her on fire and just let it slowly go out in space. Why do you gotta get rid of your Millennium Falcon? No, no, no. Not to get rid. No, it happens. It's her boat to the afterlife. Johnny Bison walks in. Why does the Millennium Falcon have to go to the afterlife? I'm not saying it's going. It's just transporting her. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And then it speeds off. Not. She slides off. Oh, I'm saying, I'm anyway. saying, you it starts with the death of Princess Leia. All right, all right, all right, all right. That starts with the death. What I think is funny about the whole room. I'm trying to let him talk. Is, is the one is where John like was like, why are you guys making me watch this movie? He's but then as soon as Disaster Artist came out, John was the first one to say, "Text, when are we going to see it?" Yeah. But oh, I'll totally go see the Disaster Artist. I'm so so okay, it starts with Princess Leia's funeral. And so that yeah. gives her, somehow they, and maybe they don't even explain how she died. Maybe she just died of old age, broken heart, whatever. And then the rest of that movie is a flashback showing how everything got there. There is no, there is no, like, well, where's the future of the rebellion? Where's the future of the First Order? What happens to Kylo Ren? What happens to Rey? Did they start the Jedi Temple? Did they stop the Jedi? That's all in the next trilogy. This one is just 100% how we got how we got, how we got to, to episode seven Princess and eight. I'm hoping that the next mm. trilogy has nothing to do with this storyline. I'm not saying I want it, or not, yeah. I'm just saying that what happens if that's what they do? It they, won't. This uh, the next trilogy, I think they've already said it's not going to be. I want, like I'd like to see this whole. I think saga this will wrap up. Come to an end. Yeah. Well, it. and and Daisy Ridley has said that she's not planning on doing any more Star Wars movies after mm. episode nine. Mm. No. So what, where's typecast. where's ten eleven twelve going to pick up? Is there, there going to be any? There won't be whatever this new trilogy is. Right. It's not going to be numbered. It, it'll it'll be a more, new trilogy of more like movies. Star Wars stories, like Rogue One oh, and the Han Solo These story. these three will be connected. They're supposed to be connected in some way as a trilogy, but they're not connected to the story we've had up in until one nine. through nine. I see. Yeah. I see. It's like an offshoot. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, do we have anything else? In, in the two and a half hours we've been going, I think we've covered quite a bit. So. Yoda coming back and still chastising Luke that was for awesome. for always looking away to mm-hmm. the future and not. Ke- he's mm-hmm. still. I mean, and that just shows that yeah. the, Yoda was good. We're mm-hmm. we're the same person. That was such a great moment. Yeah. When, yeah. He, when all of a sudden the camera pans and you mm-hmm. see the back of his head, you're like, mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, this is gonna be great. That was awesome. You still got Frank Oz doing the voice. Yeah, and, and the fact they, they, they did a puppet, they didn't yeah. CGI yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And Luke talking to Ray and just saying, Reach out. She reaches out. Yeah. And then he starts tickling her <laughs> Do hand. You feel the, I feel it. I feel it. I feel the whack. I mean, that's just, that was great. That was great. Uh, 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 Ryan Johnson said that they found the uh, the original Yoda puppet molds mm-hmm. and used those. They oh, found cool. the original, the, or the, the, the woman that the painter paint, yeah. the painter for the puppet and had her come back and paint the Yoda. And, like They wanted to just get it back to it, it, the essence of the character as we first were introduced to him. That's cool. All right. Well, our next, I think the next time we talk, I mean, it, it, I mean, you guys are probably going to go see it again at least one mm-hmm. or two more times. Bring um, yeah. I think you probably, and I probably will go see it again too. So I'm sure as we go forward in some of our other episodes, I'm sure we're going to talk more about this movie and we'll, I'm sure we'll probably see more as you guys see it more times. But uh, otherwise, the next time we talk a Star Wars movie will be Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. So but if we talk we'll Solo, we won't be together. We That's true. We should just do. We should just each do a. We should each do a solo <laughs> podcast. Or you about could, solo, and then but I can then you put them, in the movie. I can put them together. Or we could. We could. No, no, no. Take <laughs> start like this, and then just take it apart. Everyone gets their own mic, and then just release just John's audio from the podcast. There we go. Just Jeff's, and mm-hmm. people have to put it together. Done. Figure That's it out. fine. Okay. All right. Well, in the meantime, uh, you could reach us. Out. You guys do that stuff all the time. With the camera angles and all kinds of. I don't know. It's something um, to do with. You can reach us. You can reach us at thirty podcastcom We are on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play Podcast. We are on iTunes. Um, we are. You mentioned that again. You're going to start a whole fight here. I'm okay with DCEU. That was Tony that didn't. Oh, it was yeah. Okay. I don't like the Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad. That phrase makes puts some bile in my mouth. I, I don't like the fact that on the list of movies that DC is doing, upcoming Suicide Squad 2 is on that list, and Man of Steel 2 is not. I just... I'm not happy about that. I can't... I don't... You, you can't, stupid? I can't, stupid. No. I've dealt with enough stupid today. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you have yes, not seen, if, if you have contact. not seen the Last <laughs> Jedi, this, this podcast has been crap dealt with enough. Before morons. this podcast, I dealt with a lot of stupid today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was rough. You had a rough day, man. I did. I got fired up just talking to you. I was trying to calm you down. I ended up breaking something in my office. Yeah, it was. <laughs> if you have not seen the Last Jedi, I definitely go see it. And then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to get a hold of this show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's like a teacher who lost control of the classroom. I'm going to stop recording because otherwise something I record here is going to get you all fired. Um, uh, in the meantime, go watch some good movies. Be excellent to each other. and yeah, I know. Oh, I'm so excited. Love Be excellent to each other, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Get me out of here.